leading Britain's conversation. You're listening to a podcast of The Steve Allen Show from LBC. I mean, honestly, dating advice on The Steve Allen Show, it's not really working, is it? You're from Scottish... He's offering dating... Scottish boy's offering dating advice. You know, his idea of dating advice is, let's go to Poland. You know, and that's it, as far away as you can possibly go. But no, we, we have we have somebody... It's very exciting, actually. You know, when somebody gets their first date that they tell you about, you think, this is, this is obviously a little bit different. It's been 10 years. Has it been 10 years? Last one when you were 12. That's, I mean, to be honest with you, it, it, must, it must mean something, because you've never mentioned this before. And I'm assuming you must have been out with, you know, other people apart from a photograph of yourself. So, you know, there must be some way of doing it. But the trouble is, London is very expensive. London is terribly expensive. I tell you what, a cheap thing to do. Take her into the Hippodrome. You don't have to pay. Walk around the tables and walk out again. That's cheap. You can go and sit at the bar upstairs. You don't have to buy a drink. And you can just sit there and go, oh, yeah, we come here a lot and all that kind of stuff. What you want to do is do dating on a budget. I mean, it depends. I mean, presumably... Yeah, he, he knows about dating on a budget, you know. And, I mean, are you looking to spend a bit... Are you doing dinner or just drinks? Not dinner. Oh, right, Don't doesn't do dinner. OK. Oh, it's much cheaper, yes. She's obviously not that keen on you. So uh, she doesn't want to spend too much time in your company and she's obviously going to need quite a, quite a copious amount of alcohol to make you look bearable. <laughs> oh, this is very... Where did you meet this person? Sorry, excuse me. We just, we, listen, it's such a rare thing that people at LBC do dating. So... Oh, at a party. What sort of party? You know, was it, was it a normal... Was it a friend's party? And your eyes met as you were handing around the canapes and the, and the drinks and everything else. And then and you went, uh, oh, do you want to go out? And she went, you smooth-talking so-and-so, honestly. And so that was it. Oh, did you have a snog that night? Oh, you haven't had a snog yet? Oh, oh right, oh. You always snog on the first night, though, because then if you like it, you can go back the second night. Whereas if you don't like it first night, don't go back. There's no point. The Steve Allen Guide to Dating. Yes, it's called road testing them. No, seriously, you have to road test somebody. It's like when people get married and I go, have they spent the night? And they go, no. I go, they might hang the towels up the wrong way. They might not put the toothpaste back. Little things like that can drive you mad. Yeah. Um, um, and what does this person do for a living? Have they got a good job? Works in radio. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> Works in radio. How exciting. I mean, uh, they're not in this building, are they? No, OK, right. So, And they don't work in radio. It's very exciting. But you, you want to look for somewhere not too expensive. Because you don't want to waste money if you're not going to get anything. You know what I'm saying? You know, come on. There's, no, come on, I'm only being sensible about this. There's no, you know, it's so true. <laughs> but no, yeah. Pizza Express. See, Pizza Express is OK. That, 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 that's kind of mid-term. You could have a bottle of wine or something like that, and you can have a pizza. Although they've stopped doing Quattro Formaggio. I'm very disappointed. That was my favourite. It's the only one I liked. Didn't like the other ones. But you could do that. That's, that's not going to break the bank, is it? Cup, couple of you there with a pizza. Maybe garlic... No, maybe, maybe not garlic balls. You know what you're doing to garlic balls. Otherwise, you might not get the kiss. And so... And then you do the, the bottle of wine and then don't have a pudding. Don't have it because at some point weight will come up. I promise you, somebody will say to you, you're having a pudding because you're overweight. So what you've got to do is you've got to try just wear, wear something that's slim and flattering. 
In fact, basically just don't go. It would make it a lot easier, wouldn't it? But no, I think Pizza Express is a good one because I think that's quite that's quite nice. You'd already go silly. What should you wear? Casual. Oh, cash, cash. Not not. Um, well, you could wear a shirt or a t-shirt with sort of just a just just. Oh, have you not? Oh, not got any shirts. Oh lord. And you have to change shoes and socks. Okay. What's the matter with shoes and socks? Oh, and you can't take trainers. No. Can can you wear shoes? No, they're not. No, Darren, they're not. You cannot wear... Tra if I saw somebody turning up for a date with trainers, I mean, that would, that would be it completely. I, would, I wouldn't bother. Uh, you no, not too much attitude. It's only Pizza Hut. Don't, don't push it. Pizza Express. And also you need a bit of aftershave. OK, a little bit of aftershave. So they go, oh, and, and guaranteed she will say, you smell nice. And you go, mm, and so do you too. You know, you're going to have... Try them all on, yes. Is this an evening date or a lunchtime date? Evening date. Okay. Yeah, don't eat. What, are you, are you, are you going out before you're coming in here or is it a Friday night? Oh, is that the, oh so you're coming in here. After, oh, you don't work. The, oh, right, okay. Well, it's good. But set yourself a budget. And try and find something to do after because you, you don't just finish eating a pizza and then go, uh, okay, see you around. Because presumably you haven't actually spent time together or have you? Uh, uh, right, okay. So, yeah, I still think Pizza Express. That's fine. That's, that, that doesn't set it too high and doesn't set it too low. That shows a little bit of class. Now, between... And when is this? This is... Thursday evening. What? Thursday evening coming up? Okay, the next problem we've got is between now and Thursday, you've got to develop a personality. Okay, now this is crucial to the evening going well. There is no point sitting there reading the menu and trying to make out that you've eaten there a million times before. You know, because she might be expert at knowing the Pizza Express menu. In which case you might say, oh, I'm going to have Quattro Formaggi. And then you can say, but they don't do it anymore. You know, and we'll have dough balls. And, and then you can sort of come up with sort of an interesting thing. Bottle of wine and ask her to pick the wine. Just go, which one would you like? Oh, you're not doing that? No, no, I don't think. No, you've, you've... Is she older than you or younger? Pick the house wine? Absolutely not. Oh, the no, no. You need to let, let her say, listen, I know what I'd like to drink. What would you like to drink? You know, and she might go, I don't I don't drink very much. Yeah, or might not drink wine. Yeah, well then, you, yeah, or failing that, you just get plastered, fall into your pizza and then they get dragged out by the police. <laughs> the perfect end to a perfect date night. How fantastic. It's very exciting. Very exciting. Where, whereabouts does she live? I'm sorry about this lady. We're just sorting out everybody. Yeah, we just need to know these things. Where does she live? What do her parents do for a living? How much money they got in the bank? Do they do regular holidays? Do they have a holiday home in Florida? Or is it in France? Which is much better. You've got to find these. I can't believe you've not found this stuff out. What is the annual income combined? Does the mother work? Is she a school governor? You know, you need to know which tax bracket are they in? Which tax bracket is their house in? You've got to find find out, do they own the property or rent? If they rent, ditch her. She's got to go. You cannot go on this date. Yes, are they, yes do they listen to LBC? <laughs> do they make up our figures? In which case, no, don't invite them. Have you met the parents? No. 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 Uh, that's always the telling sign, isn't it, of you meeting the parents? Very exciting, though. Can we, all can we all come and sit in the restaurant at the same time and just sort of sit at all the different tables around there as if we were doing some sort of, you know, spoof thing? And then we can all... Can you imagine? We're all sitting round there and you're sitting in the middle. Take it, and we're all sitting there taking notes and she'll say something. We'll, we'll go, I wouldn't have that wine. No, definitely not. We could, we could add input to your relationship. 
I think this is a fantastic idea. That's what people need nowadays, isn't it? But I think Pizza Express is, is, is fine. Absolutely fine. But then you need somewhere to go afterwards. Oh, bars. You can't have conversations in bars. They're, they're too loud. And also, she might think, oh, he likes going to bars. And, and you know, which means it's loud and, uh, you know, all that. It's, it's too, no. It's got to be somewhere quieter. Well, for a cup of coffee out somewhere. You know, just sit, you know. But you've got to keep the conversation going, so make notes. Make notes. First of all, we talk about the weather. Yeah, I know. Don't have a starter. Just in case it drags out the meal too long. To share. Oh, right. Oh, I've never heard of that before. Sharing a starter. Oh, I've never, I've never done that before. I always, it's like somebody says, oh, I shan't have any chips. I'll have some of yours. And I go, no, you won't. If I wanted to share them, I'd have, I'd have asked for sharing chips, but I don't. I want them all myself. Oh, it's very exciting. Can you take photos? Can we have a video? Because <laughs> we want to see what you're wearing first. Because we might, we might not agree with this. Kind of, we might go, mm. and then, of course, you have to be honest and come in and tell us how it went. It's so exciting. I, I think the best bit is us sitting in the restaurant. We're all sitting there waiting. For you, yeah. Oh, yes, that's a good idea. Yes, very good idea. Yeah. Yeah. And it's this coming Thursday. Well, tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. <gasps> wow. Have you have you booked a table at Pizza... All right. Do you not need to book tables at Pizza Express? I thought you do on a Thursday night. Because you don't want to get there and they go, we're full up. And you go, we have to get... Oh, fantastic. Well, that's it. You're sorted. The two-for-one voucher is... Just don't let her know you've got a two-for-one voucher. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a little bit difficult, but just sort of say, do you need to go to the toilet? And then when she goes to the toilet, then you quickly pay pay with a two-for-one voucher. Well, that's very exciting, honestly. Yes, um, uh, uh, Sally says, haven't you realised yet that your producer is interested in you? Inter what, in me? Oh, right. Hope you like Pizza Express and House Wine, says Sally. I don't. OK, I don't. And he isn't my producer, He's not my producer. He's, he's Darren's assistant AP. Assistant AP? No, he's Darren's AP. Yeah, it's nothing to do with me. It's a nice kickoff, says Pete. The Steve and the AP Ollie show. There you go. But it, listen, it affects loads of people in London. London is the most miserable place in the entire world if you don't have a friend to go out with. It can be very, very... So are you paying cash or credit card? Credit card. OK, just don't go too berserk. Don't go too berserk. Just try and keep it down to, you know... Make sure you've got a little bit of money to get home. <laughs> Don't have to see you hitching by the side of the road, Ollie. That could be a disaster. Please take me home. Oh, hope it goes well. Hope it goes well. You have to tell us next week. And we want a, we want a picture as well going to Scottish Boy, which he can then send on to me. There we go. We sorted out the world. The Steve Allen dating programme available on a radio near you and as part of the podcast. So it's sorted, it's sorted out, doesn't it? Because people are always... Well, Darren says apparently lots of people ask him about dates. Not whether he wants to go on one, but, you know, the advice as to where you would go. And so, if you've got loads of money, there's loads of really flash bars in London and stuff like that. And also dinner in, in, a, in a nice restaurant could be quite pricey, quite pricey in London. You know, there's lots of hidden extras and this and, you know, there's a very good Indian just around the back, actually. The I can't remember what it's called. I've eaten in there before. It's only tiny. It's a little tiny one. Something tandoor... Yeah, well, that's a giveaway, isn't it, for an Indian restaurant? Something tandoor... Is it called the Taj Mahal or something like that? It's literally opposite the um, the Garrick Theatre. And the food's there. It's only small place. It's not buzzy. 
Maharaya. It's the food's really nice and not expensive. I mean, like, yeah. But yeah, you could do that the next time round, if indeed there is a next time round. You never know. It, you might only get as far as Pizza Express. It might not go any. Might not get any further. <laughs> oh, it's very exciting. We're all excited now. Even Sally in Tunbridge Wells is a bit thrilled by this, even though she thinks it's me. Sadly not. I never do things on a Thursday, Sally. Anybody who tell you that. I can't do things on a Thursday. I've got to come into work. Doesn't work at all. Uh, D says, unable to get LBC in Birmingham. Yet there is something, one of the apps, one of the online services is down and I can't do anything about it at the moment. Not, not that I could even because I have no idea how it works. My producer over the weekend asked me if I knew how to do podcasts. I looked at him blankly. I said, I don't think so. I can't do anything like that at all. I'm just not gifted. Ollie can do those. Ollie can do podcasts and stuff, can't you? Because I think we've actually got you next week, haven't we? Next next Monday. Oh, God, there'll be a whole array of photographs. It's going to be... So what? What? Get him on the mic? What do you think this is? This is not Britain's Got Talent, you know. He's only going out for Pizza Express, for goodness sake. He could sing about it, yeah. I'm on, you might not have anything in common. If you meet somebody at a party, had you had a few drinks at the party? Oh, Ollie. You have to do parties stone cold sober. So, you know, because otherwise it gets a bit, because they then go, oh, what a great personality. And you think, I can only do it on a gin and tonic four times. <laughs> oh, it's very exciting. We'll hear about it on Monday. Scottish boy's away. Apparently he's going to a... Bed and breakfast somewhere for the week. Oh, God's name he's doing. He said, oh, I'm, I'm away on Monday, Steve. I'm doing bed and breakfast. I said, well, I couldn't really care less. It didn't interfere with my life. But I've got to take the car in on Monday. So I've got a couple of things that need doing. So I said, don't book any guests. Whereas today we've got Stephen Mulhern and Richard Herring coming in for uh, recording for In Conversation. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Oh, there you go. We've sorted that out, haven't we? So we've sorted out Ollie, which is, uh, which is all good news. Uh, thank you for your texts and uh, emails. Uh, Gary says, mic him up for his date so we can listen live. Can you imagine? Lord, it'd be like dinner dates. That would be like dinner dates, wouldn't it? And some of the people on there, I mean, really, the celebrity version is so tragically awful. How sad. Uh, Steve, very frustrating, says little Judy. Can't listen live this morning. Lots of us can't listen via the app. Even my Alexa can't tune into you. I'm getting updates via your Spikers group. Yeah, it's there's something that's gone down and, and I don't, I can't, I can't do it. So uh, I think the audience could be a little bit depleted by about 20 or 30 people this morning. There's nothing I can do about it, I'm afraid, which is, uh, which is not very good, is it? Thank goodness, though, says, uh, says Wendy, for the good old radio. Couldn't possibly miss listening to Steve in the morning. I'm sorry about that. I'm really sorry. Although, if you just had a normal radio, could you pick it up? You could. Oh, right. So it is actually possible to pick it up, I think. Awake at four, um, says Suzanne in lovely Wimborne. And says, well, the LBC app is down, but I can hear my partner snoring. Well, you can hear it on the radio. You can sort of get in the radio. It's just one of the apps is, is down. And Liz says, is there a problem? There is, actually. I don't, I don't know which one is actually down. Uh, Shane says it was down earlier for two hours. It's back now in Australia. So try again. What I always say is, if, if you listen during the computer or through, through the computer, can you turn the computer off, turn it on again, or re reboot it? Sometimes that works. Because people I've had saying that they can't get hold of uh, a lot of the podcasts, and I've said, no, it, it, is, it, it is there. You've just got to reboot the system. Because sometimes it, it doesn't, uh, doesn't click in. Steve, do you think the woman stealing tiles from Pompeii will be subject to a roaming charge? Can you imagine? She actually climbed over a wall 
uh, to actually prize off 20 tiles, thieving little so-and-so, and, uh, and got caught. Good. You can't start nicking stuff like that. But mind you, we do nick stuff like that, don't we? We've still got the Elgin marbles. Don't want to raise that, uh, that uh, one, but we've got loads of stuff. Loads of stuff. And in fact, actually, if you look at Tutankhamun, we've got loads of stuff over here. But there's another exhibition coming over, isn't there? Which is good. Uh, the LBC app is definitely working on Android. OK, I can tell you that. So producer just got it on his phone. So the LBC app is definitely working on Android. OK, uh, the Angus McPhee Guide to Dating. Steve, a gentleman doesn't kiss and tell. Ergo, Mr. Allen, if you ask a gentleman if he had a snog during at the end of the first date, you receive only one answer. Still good advice we're giving. If you're going to fall in love, don't do so with a convivial lass who has several siblings. Do so with the lass who is the only child of a rich old merchant. <laughs> Dating's difficult. Dating's difficult. I don't care what anybody says. Dating is difficult. It really is. You know, London... I remember years and years ago, uh, you know, you, you meet various people and all the rest of it. People tell lies. People tell lies. You know, in London, I'm, uh, some friends of mine come from Manchester. And they were saying that the one thing about London people is that they tell lies. People have to try and impress you for some reason. And you think, so in other words, they sort of say, oh, what do you do for a living? All right, hypothetical situation. I go, oh, I'm on the radio. Oh, which, which radio? LBC. Oh, right. So do you earn a lot of money? Um, I do all right. I work for a living, same as anybody else. I can remember somebody one time, I've got loads of theatre posters, all framed up, loads. Original 1950s, 40s from the London Palladium. I've got, I've got so much stuff, seriously, so much stuff. And, uh, and the, the person said to me, oh, have you seen that show? And I went, yeah. And we literally went along the walls and it was, okay. have you seen that show? Yeah. By the, by the time we got to the fourth one, I went, listen, let's make it easier. I've seen all of them, okay, with the exception of the 1940s from the London Palladium. But it was good. Uh, Jackie says he should just go for a drink on his first date. Gives you more of a chance to talk and get to know each other. And you've not wasted your money if you don't get a second date. Well, I mean, I think they might have seen each other apart from this one coming up. I don't know how much they've sort of seen each other, whether they've just spoken on the phone or something like that. I don't know. Uh, Jenna says, I knew about uh, some museums being free to enter, but only for some people that makes it a boring first date. One website's top suggestion is to get some matches and start a bonfire on the beach. Yeah, I don't think... that He, he lives in London. It's not gonna, he's not going to want to trek down to South End or Brighton or anything like that. Uh, Kim says, I've got you load and clear. Lewd and clear. That's very posh, isn't it? And uh, listening all night from uh, MK, says Pete, on my Apple iPad without any problems. M Milton Keynes. Is that what we call it now? Milton Keynes. And uh, Steve, I'm as white as any white person could be. Do you have any details of who I could contact at Waitrose to complain about being labelled as fluffy? I want to take offence at being labelled fluffy. Which one was, was that the white bit of chocolate? The whole thing was just ridiculous. It was absolutely ridiculous. As uh, as uh, Swarbrick said on his programme, the only thing he wanted to complain about was the cost. Eight quid for three little chocolate bunnies. Not even filled with anything. Uh, Steve, uh, I can pick your show up on Freeview 732. Uh, Paul the Trucker says you're working on iOS 2. Thank you. Which is the Apple one. And uh, Anne says I can only get you via Sky TV, not on radio or the LBC app. Oh, but it's strange. The LBC app, as far as I know, is, is going. I restarted my iPhone and the LBC app is streaming fine, says Jean at Edmonton. And uh, a lot of other people saying, yeah, we can now get it. 
Thank the Lord for that, eh? We don't want sort of people to miss out on things this morning. So, what was I going to tell you about yesterday? There was something that happened yesterday. Oh, that's right. I finish, I do an interview yesterday with Andy Nyman, who's currently starring in Fiddler on the Roof. And he's also got ghost stories going back to uh, to the, the theatre in Hammersmith, which is the lyric in Hammersmith, which is the old Victorian theatre inside a modern setting. So he's a very busy boy at the moment. He loves his magic. He likes magic. And uh, so we always have a little chat about magic and things like that. So it's, it's a good it's a good sort of combination of things. And he was going off yesterday. Yesterday he had two shows to do, a fiddler on the roof. They're down at the playhouse. And I said, how do you cope with that? Two shows, very exhausting. He said, not really. I think because he just sort of likes the work. You know, I said, you get asleep in between shows. And he said, sometimes, he said, but not, not very often. He said he just stands there in, in the wings waiting to go on, thinking how lucky he is, which is uh, everybody who's in a, a job that they love doing and get paid for. So, of course, that fits in quite nicely for me. So anyway, so I go back to Waterloo after we'd done the thing and um, I go to get the train and it was about 15 minutes before the thing was, was leaving. But one of the platforms, platform 19, uh, was blocked off. The actual station was actually blocked off, the actual platform. And, and I thought... I thought, how how bizarre. And so there's people there, there's somebody got a film camera and all the rest of it. Now, the first thing I thought of, and it turns out I was right, but I didn't I didn't check it with anybody, was they, they have a train coming in and they're going to start running in about a month's time from Waterloo, a steam train, a steam train that will... I mean, you can't just sort of book a, a cheap ticket. It's about from 33 quid up to about 99. 99, you can go... And it just goes from London Waterloo. They've got three three uh, departures a day down to Windsor and Eton. It looked fantastic, the train. That, I wish I'd stayed there because it was only a matter of uh, minutes that I missed it for. Uh, Billy says, for any male looking for a date, the price is available soon. Mm -hmm. Do you know what she's got coming up? She's discovered a wheeze of a way to, uh, to make money. She's going to offer people the opportunity to go to her house. She will do your hair and makeup. Well, having seen the way she looks, I wouldn't go anywhere near it. And then she'll sort of dress you in something and take a photograph. And she thinks that's a way of making money. I mean, as I say, I mean, I wasn't aware she could actually do her own makeup. Um, my brother says he can't get me on iPhone, so he's listening on TV 732. So he's up at... That, that's the Freeview service. So he's up at this time in the morning. He's writing his wedding speech. Not getting married till December, and he's writing the wedding speech. He said, woke up with ideas and can't get back... To How long's it going to run? Yes, turning the phone on and off again might work. OK, that's our that's our handy hint for the day. So he's writing his wedding speech. What are we into? April, May, June, July, August, September. Just eight months. He said he's got some ideas. This sounds like it's going to be a, an epistle. It's going to run forever and a day, isn't it? I've done that before. I'm, I'm doing a, a speech as well. Yes, I'm not writing it. He's writing it. But I, I shall be changing it. He knows not to trust me, probably. Um, yes, I don't know. I think everybody's doing something. I'm doing something at the wedding, then other people are doing something at the at the luncheon thing. <laughs> Seems ages, doesn't it? Away. I've got to find a magician yet. I had a couple in mind, and I'm, I'm sort of I'm rethinking. I'm rethinking again. But anyway, he wants he wants a magician. I'm hoping for the money I can get two. I've got to try to get two. Uh, the 161 million pound Scottish Lotto winners are going to get divorced. Of course they are. Of course they are. They all do. Lots of them do. There's very few of them. And do you remember the other day we told you the royal family was sort of cutting off links with uh, with um, Brunei because of their human rights? Well, apparently, down at Windsor, the Queen is going to host a horseshoe 
uh, horse, horse show, which features the Sultan of... Are you doing? You've broken the lanyard. That's a fiver. That's a fiver. And anyway, so she's hosting it, but uh, Brunei is sponsoring it. So you thought they could have cancelled it, but uh, obviously not. Uh, James Cracknell has hit back as his ex uh, to his ex-wife. Beverly Turner claimed the obsession with sport ruined their marriage. He's obviously decided he's not going to be quiet and he's going to come up with uh, things. And uh, Save Our Bacon. Believe it or not, bacon butties are under threat as China has snapped up all our pigs. What a load of old codswallop, really. And the fact that Graceland, you know, Elvis Presley's place, could be moved to China. How does that happen? You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. How, how quiet could you keep if you won a million pounds on the lottery? There's a mum who won a million pounds. She's a dinner lady. Why that makes a difference, I've got no idea. But the papers insist it's almost like, oh, look, somebody working class has won. You know, equally ridiculous. And uh, so she kept quiet about her million pound lottery win. She kept it quiet for quite a, quite a while, actually. <laughs> and, uh, and now she's told them and all going, yeah, million pounds. Well, years ago, million pounds was worth something. Not really. Not really. Not if you live in London. Uh, Ian says the app's working on the iPhone in Folkestone. Can you say hello to my mum, Edie? Make here day. Why do these people do predictive texting? It never works. Make her day. Make her day. So there you go. Will you be best man at your brother's wedding, says Helinka? I think not. And also there's no morning suits or top hats. This is uh, this is second wedding. and uh, And the theme is glitter. The theme is sparkly shiny I think that's how it was explained to me so I've got all my my jackets which I've worn for the shows but I think they might be a little bit too much a little bit too much I think what we're looking for is sort of shirts that have got glitter on or some of those nice Elton John jackets but they cost a small fortune they really do uh, Jackie says lanyard should be taken off for driving he doesn't drive he doesn't drive if there's an accident the airbags can push them into the body causing injury uh, yeah but he, he doesn't drive so he's already he's just broken it in here it's just basic. And then he broke the pen. It's obviously on a destruction kind of kick at the moment. Uh, Steve, I was persuaded, uh, says Jackie, to do my weekly shop at Waitrose for a change. I spent £8 more than at Asda and didn't notice better quality or more choice than our Asda hypermarket. So everybody's got a supermarket that they like, haven't they? Everybody's got different ones. I like Marks and Spencers. Uh, I've been in Waitrose. They've got much, much bigger choice. Uh, we don't have Morrisons or anything like that round our way. Sainsbury's were all right. I was in a Sainsbury's... The other day, was I? I went to a Tesco the other day. I was No, please do not text in with your favourite super Because we've only got a handful of supermarkets. We've only got a handful of Debenham stores, but not for much longer. Because they're, they're going under, aren't they? I told you it wouldn't be long. You know, I've been into the one in, in Richmond. I think it's a Debenham's in Richmond. And, uh, you know, very rarely do you see customers. It's, it's a bit thin on the ground. Obviously, the days of department stores are sort of falling apart. It's a shame. There used to be one in Kingston, but it's all split up into groups. So inside Bentalls, you've got other little concessions. Somebody doing coffee, somebody doing this. Then there's the restaurant or the Dunkin' Donuts or whatever it is. Or, you know, those sort of things. That's how people survive nowadays. Gone are the days of Grace Brothers and those fantastic uh, people who worked in retail. All right, you've still got Harrods and you've still got Selfridges because they're, they're sort of, they're monumentally big. And because the tourists love it. You know, you, you go down to Knightsbridge, you'll see the tourists queuing to get into Harrods. They love it. They can't believe it. Can't believe it. Nothing's the size of, of some of the things that we've got. But some of the other ones go by the wayside. And I don't know why, because I think they've got about 
25,000 staff at Debenhams across the the group. But they turned down a rescue offer from Mike Ashley. You remember Mike? He was the man who owned Sports Direct and Newcastle United FC. He's already saved the House of Fraser. But Debenhams turned him down. So, pretty what? Vulgar. I don't know anything about him, but I'm using one of the mugs. Look. Sports. Because you get a big mug. That's going home. Because <laughs> I do have a big mug and I use them for soup. I might have soup today, actually. I feel I feel in a soup kind of mood. Actually, I feel like a ham and cheese croissant. But they're a bit thin on the ground at the moment, so... Hmm. I think you're lying. I think you go down there to try and get them. And they go, oh, we haven't got them for another 40 minutes. And that's the last you ever hear of it. It's the last you ever hear of it. It's the only thing I ever wanted in the whole wide world. More than money, more than the car, more than my health. I just wanted a ham and cheese croissant. And I didn't get it. Didn't get it. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to make a big deal about it. I mean, that would be silly, wouldn't it? Uh, Mike Ashley pulls out a massive wad of £50 notes on the Sports Direct Warehouse Tour. Well, that's just right, isn't it, to, uh, to blow it in people's faces. I love the idea of a big wad of £50 notes. I've never had a big wad of £50 notes. I've always wanted one. I've always thought if you had one, you know, would you sort of be flash about it? And I did go at one point. I used to go to the bank at the beginning of each month after we got paid. I'd go and get a few hundred pounds in 50s. And, um, and, then I, and then I'd see if I could go the month without spending them. And I've done it so far. Well, only this this one. This is the only month that I've actually done it because it's my godson's 21st birthday. Now, I thought, and I might be wrong, actually, that if if you're 21 now, normally people celebrate that coming of age at 18. You do it at, you used to do 21. You got the key of the door. Now I think it's it's 18. And I can't remember if I did it for 18, but uh, it's a birthday card with with money. Little Julie says, working on the laptop now. I just heard you say the wedding theme is glitter. Uh, yes, it is. Well, it's sort of sparkly, sparkly. And he's seen, my brother has seen this suit that Elton John was wearing, which has got all little diamantes stuck onto it. And I said, that would be thousands of pounds, thousands of pounds. <laughs> I love sparkly and shiny, says Jackie. I have it everywhere. They even have sparkles in carpets. Yeah, I like the ones on the floor, the floor tiles, the black floor tiles, which glitter. That I like. Uh, are you aware there may be a technical fault? Yes. Yes. Yes, we're well aware of it. We just can't alter it. We can't do anything about it at the moment. So uh, you'll have to turn the radio on, turn it off again. Whatever you're using, yeah, re restart it. It might might need the reboot because it seems to be working for a lot of people. Yeah, if, if, if you try that and it doesn't work after you've turned it off, left it for a couple of minutes, then turned it on again because we, we think that will work. We used to have a Morrison's in Twickenham, but it closed about a year ago, says Malcolm. Did we? Yes, we did have a little. It turned into a screw fix. I seem to remember. I, th I seem to remember that. Uh, Steve, the assistant in Sainsbury, has told me the price of my smoked mackerel fillets had jumped price around £4 to 14 because China was buying it all up. Bacon and my mackerel is nothing sacred, says Jenny. See, I don't like mackerel. I don't, I don't go for that at all. But bacon as well. I mean, there's loads of bacon. But we actually, we don't need to worry about that because most of our bacon is Danish. It comes in from, from Denmark. You remember the advert? Good bacon has Danish all over it. 25,000 staff work at Debenhams across 165 stores, says Chris in Dis. I think they're going to close about 50. Whether that makes a difference, I don't know. But either way, if you worked in retail, and I used to years and years ago, I liked working in retail, but there's no security in it, is there? There's absolutely no security in anything like that at all. Whatever happened to a job for life? 
Whatever happened to that? You know, I suppose the nearest would be something like driving a train. You could have that for, for life or until you retire. Or driving a bus or working on a bus. Cool, we do miss bus conductors, definitely. But 25,000 staff, how many they'll lose, I've got no idea. But I'm assuming quite a lot, quite a lot of staff who've then got to go out and find jobs again, which is very difficult. When you get to a certain age, it's very difficult. Uh, Kim says, just waiting for the first bus to Morden. Your show's great, keeps people going. When's the next magic show? Christmas, Christmas. I haven't got the dates yet. I'll let you know when the dates are because we always do a uh, couple of days. Well, we did. I think we did two last year. I can't remember actually whether we did two or one uh, magic shows where you can come down and watch uh, people doing magic for you, close up on a stage show. Very clever people. Mind you, Stephen Mulhern is a very, very clever magician. Very clever. In fact, I was looking at it. He was on the big talent show with Jonathan Ross. He had a lovely suit on. I'm going to ask him whether he's uh, still got it because I don't think Stephen has actually changed shape in ages and ages. But uh, listening on the iOS app because of antibiotics for a urinary urinary tract infection, keeping me in the land of Nod. However, says Tom, I'm now feeling much better. I can once again laugh to my heart's content as you dismantle the egos of fame, hungry, here today, gone tomorrow. Well, actually, it used to be here today, gone yesterday. So-called celebrities as well as bullies getting a bit of a kick in the ass, as you put it, or their little... Um, Spherical objects. Uh, Matthew says, do you know if Don Fernandez still exists next to Richmond Station? I think it does. There is an Italian restaurant and it's just... Ne- there's a phone shop, then there's a little mini Sainsbury's and then there's an Italian. Uh, the website's still still running, so might be. Used to be the big thing, didn't it? Italian food. I love Italian food. I, I struggle. It's so messy for me. This one, oh, Spanish. What do they Spanish do? Is that tapas and and what's the other thing that they do where you chuck it all in the frying pan? And it's paella. Is it paella? Paella. All right. And what is that? That's just basically special fried rice, isn't it? Only a bit more sort of liquidy. Yeah. That's quite nice, actually. I had that. I had um, rice the other day. Had Uncle Ben's rice. I'm getting a bit addicted to Uncle Ben's rice. Only because it's easy. You just throw it in the frying pan and then chuck some things on the top. And I did it with uh, with fillet steak. <laughs> How flash was that? Only a little piece. But I sort of cut it up with the scissors. Really sort of small. And it worked quite well. Today I brought in um, uh, creme eggs. Creme eggs. For those people who want them. Producer can't have them. Not allowed. So I've got about 200 of them. I just buy them in Costco in a box. Yeah. I know, it's ridiculous, isn't it? I've got to, because the, the car's going in on Monday, so I have to sort of start half emptying the boot because they need to get into the boot to get to the batteries and do all the bits and pieces. And so they always, there was a bit of a laugh at the garage at my at the boot of my car. It's always rubbish. They go through it and they go, what's he got in here? And I go, got a box of Cadbury's creme eggs. We've got bottles of Prosecco. We've got all sorts of things in there. In fact, sometimes if you can actually get to the back of the boot, you discover all sorts of things that you had years and years and years ago. Uh, 84850, Poland fan club calling you. You're clear as a bell. Thank you, Poland. Thank you very much indeed. That's where he wanted to go the other day. It is a bit like Eurovision, is it? Calling Poland. Hello. <laughs> I used to know the woman who did it for Austria. A woman called Telia. And uh, these are the results of the... She was English, but she married uh, an Austrian. These are the results of the Austrian jury. I think this is so exciting. Gary says you can even get glittery plastic pan scourers. Uh, Amat says paella is mainly seafood and rice. Well, that's, that's what I said. It's a bit like sort of special fried rice, isn't it? Just more of it, probably with a bit of saffron or something thrown in. 
I quite like it. What did I have the other day? I always wanted, I always wanted spaghetti bolognese. But frankly, unless you're wearing a bib and you're encased in a suit that's running with water, you just get the stuff all over the place. Don't ever wear a white shirt and go out and have anything like that. Or, or carbonara. I quite like that. But I bought that um, bow tie pasta. You know, the one that's shaped like a bow tie. Do you know that's really cheap? In, in Tesco, you get a big pack like that. I'm, I'm demonstrating big pack. 50p. 50p. I, couldn't, I bought two. I bought two and you just put it in some water. And then it, it's sort of... That's so cheap. And then you just buy a jar of pasta sauce. But you know what you have to do? You have to cook the pasta, take it out the pan, put in the sauce. You add the pasta to the sauce, not the sauce to the pasta. I learned that from watching a television programme the other day. Uh, 9,000 quid for some medals that came up for sale the other day uh, for the RAF heroes who halted the German U-boat. Do you know, for ages, I didn't know a U-boat was a submarine. I just thought it was a U-boat. I just thought it... And then it turns out the producer didn't know that we had submarines as well. And there is a place somewhere. I can't remember where it is. But you can actually go on board. It's out. It's out on dry land somewhere. I, mean, it was, I don't know. But you can go into a submarine. You wouldn't want to go there. Seriously, it's like being encased in, in a metal bullet. You know, we have to bend down to do everything. You know, not as exciting as Captain Nemo. But there's something, isn't there, it's, sort of, it's vaguely romantic, where if you had the front of the ship... Uh, there we go, yes. The last Royal Navy warship built at Chatham, submarine Ocelot. And uh, it's in dry dock. And it had 69 men on it, eight torpedo tubes. And uh, it looked quite nice. I've never, I've never been on one. 29 years active service. 29 years. Oh, you could just walk around it. You can't go in it. I should imagine you, people would get probably quite claustrophobic because there's not a lot of room in them, is there, really? But I've, I've never been on one. Never been on one at all. Perhaps I should. Quite fancy that idea. So if you're lucky enough to have been on a submarine, might be people listening, actually, who've, who've served on submarines because we had enough of them. But uh, it was when they had to go very quiet, didn't they? And then all the ships up above would be sending down the sonar. And you hear it go, beep, beep. And then you'd sometimes see the shape of it. they go, shh. Because the ships up aboard, up, up above them, could hear everything. But uh, these, I've been watching Das Boot. <laughs> well, I, I always, yes. <laughs> I was always thinking about that, that poor Russian sub that went down with all the crew on it. And they couldn't bring it back. So basically, whether they carry, I said the other day actually, I wonder if they carry stuff on submarines. Did it have a nuclear missile? Oh my God, even worse. Can you imagine though being stuck down there and they go, listen, terribly sorry can't get you back up again. You think, why can't they just open the hatch and float up like they do? And they go, well, of course they can't because you'd get the bends and also, oh God, it could be absolutely fatal. But that's what you'd want to do. But they were down there. I wonder if they have tablets that they can take because otherwise it's just a slow, painful death, isn't it? A lot of the Nazis used to keep uh, things in their false teeth. And in fact, one of them uh, took one and I can't remember who he was now. It was, was it Hess? No, it wasn't Hess. No, it wasn't Hess. He was in Himmler. Himmler did it. And you think to yourself, I don't know, I don't know what sort of death that must be. It didn't sound very good. Uh, Steve, jobs for life now are about as reliable as a 20 pence bag for life. Carry my, carry my shopping home in it and then fill it with rubbish and throw it away. I do that as well. I, I buy a bag and then I use it, I hang it on a hook in the kitchen, throw the rubbish in there and throw it out. And somebody said, what do you do that for? I said, well, because it's, it's easy. Throw the rubbish out on a daily basis. Uh, Sandra, Says the LBC app hasn't been streaming for three hours. 
But uh, Matt's getting it in uh, in Newcastle, loud and clear. And, uh, and Shane says, I've just cooked the fillet steak with pepper sauce. I was very disappointed. Steak was tough. I had that once. We went to, where did we go to? I went with my friend Jordan and Danny. And, uh, and we went to, a, I think we stayed in a Premier Inn. And we decided to have something to eat before we went to, uh, to a birthday party, Mr M's. And I had steak. Seriously, it was all gristle. It was just dreadful. It was just dreadful. And I thought to myself, well, there you go. Uh, great submarine museum close to my brother's future wife's house in Gosport. Quite, quite a few uh, to go on board. Very little headroom, though. So uh, that's it. Oh, right. A submarine museum. And you can actually go in it. Why don't they tell me these things? Oh, there it is. The Royal... The old base near Portsmouth. Look at that. See, that's quite... Isn't that amazing? That's quite big. This was uh, HMS Alliance. How much is it? How much is it to get a ticket for a pensioner? You know, we need to know these sort of things. 20% an annual pass. And you can go all sorts of places. 31 quid. That's a full Navy ticket, gift aid adult. What does that entitle you to? What does that entitle for, for, for 31 quid? Where, do, where, where are you getting? Ah! Oh, blimey, this is worth getting. You get the... Um, you get Horrible Histories Pirates, HMS Victory, Warrior, HMS M33, National Museum of the Royal Navy, Action Stations, Harbour Tours. Do you get the... Uh, the Mary Rose Museum is not part of the full Navy Group ticket. And it's just, oh, oh, that's a shame because I'd have done that. I've got to poodle down there and gone to that. The Mary Rose. So the Mary Rose is uh, is additional together with Laser Quest and Mini Port. But even so, though, it's still it's still good value for seeing all those places for only 31 quid. I know it's a layout, but you can save 20 percent. That submarine's interesting. You see, I always wanted one. See, it's got windows down the side. Do you think they sometimes press their little noses up against it? Amazing, isn't it, really? And so the a tour of the Alliance begins in the forward to p- torpedo store. Then you go through the accommodation. Oh, to be honest with you, that must have been frightening, wasn't it? Very frightening. And then you can peer through the working periscopes to view Ports- Portsmouth Harbour. You go through the galley and into the heart of the submarine, the engine room, which, of course, probably takes up most of the thing. How fantastic. That's good, isn't it? And then a complimentary water bus takes you across the harbour from Portsmouth Historic Dockyard. Well, there's a place to go to. See, I like things. I like history. The Mary Rose I raved over. I told everybody how much I liked it. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Well, the one thing that you're all being ripped off over is home insurance. What happens is you think, and I thought this as well, that if you stick with a company, the company loyalty means that it's going to be cheaper. They they discovered uh, customers are merely paying double the amount, the new customers coming in. So it's basically... When you when you finish with your home insurance, ditch them. When you then reapply, you get the new rate, which will be half what you've been paying. They reckon some people, you know, paying 360 quid, you can get it down to 140 with the same company. It's just that they're they're not rewarding company loyalty. They're basically taking the Michael out of you. So you kick them where it hurts. I'm going somewhere else. You know, I've, I, you know you're charging me 360 quid. I can get it for 120. Why would I want to waste my money on you? Exactly the same thing. Exactly the same. Uh, Denise Van Outen getting very desperate. Oh, I, she's begging now to be invited on to I'm a Celebrity. I've got no idea why. No idea why. But, uh, there you go. And Michelle Gale slams Coronation Street for taking so long to introduce a black family. It was the fact that I and a lot of other people have, have mentioned this after we did it on the programme. I said, you know, so what, what difference does it make what colour they are? They're obviously doing it to go, oh, look, we're so diverse. We've got a black family coming on. And we're supposed to go, oh, wow, that is so modern. 
Ridiculous. It's just a family. There's another family. No, they have to make a big deal about black. I'm surprised they didn't put it in capital letters. Seriously, it's a black family. No. Will they be eating rice and peas and jerk chicken? God, tell me we're not going to go down the stereotypical road. I hope not. Uh, holidaymakers face Spain jet chaos what, well, because it's Easter. And, uh, you know, you're going to just face chaos. It's going to be all over the place on the trains as well. All over. That's thanks to HS2. And um, also, what was it? Oh, the 13 prison officers injured after riots. We know a prison officer up there at uh, Feltham. There are now plans uh, afoot to close the place down. Because what's happened is, and I remember this, uh, this friend of mine telling me, he's a listener, that um, all the different ethnic groups form their own gangs in there. So you've basically got... I mean, some of the prison uh, wardens were bit by people, biting. I'd have kicked them on those little spherical objects between their legs, knocked them down a little bit. It uh, makes you realise just how dangerous it is out there. Very dangerous. Uh, Steve, the woman your brother's going to marry must be over the moon because the one and only Steve Allen's going to be her brother-in-law and Steve Allen's going to be a member of her family. I know. I don't think she sees it like that, actually, Connie. But uh, very sweet. I've been on a submarine moored at Rosyth. Says Dave, when I was at Dave, when I was in primary school, one of my class friends, dad, was captain on a sub, although I have little memory of it now. Ross Scythe. I've heard of Ross Scythe. In fact, that's, there's a lot of submarines there, aren't there? It's a submarine base. It's on the Clyde. Fog on the Tynes. Oh, sorry, it's the Tyne. Sorry. No, all right. Whatever. I love the way that every Scottish be going, oh, I know Ross Scythe. Oh, we know Ross Scythe. Yeah. No, you don't. We're in Aberdeen. You don't know it. You're just saying you know it. Trying to jump on the on the Aberdonians bandwagon. Aberdeen's not on the... It's got nothing, has it, really? Apart from an old water pump outside the kitchen window where your mother has to go there, you know, before hanging up things on the line with pegs. Does your mother have a washing line? I bet she does. I bet she... Yeah. Oh, right, because it would freeze. Exactly. Well, we used to have that before. In, in the winter, you, you put the washing out. My mother would, and be, the steam would rise off it, and then later on in the day, you go out there, and shirts were rock solid. You just prop them up against the wall in the bedroom. Very funny. Steve Allen, since we watched the same cookery programme on Sunday, you should have no problems with recognising this dish. Adding haddock. Oh, look at that. <gasps> what's that What's that cooked thing there? What's, what's the... What's that? Is that fish? Looks very nice, whatever it is. And this is... What is that? <laughs> is it just... Is it shredded cabbage or something? It looks very... Cabbage and mayonnaise. It looks very nice. And you're right, you could add haddock to that. But is that fish and... I'm looking at it. Why are you sending me pictures of food in the morning? That is delicious, isn't it? So you could add haddock bits. I love haddock. It's, it's better than normal fish because at least it tastes of something. It's slightly stronger, but not sort of strong, so it's it's overwhelming. That looks delicious. That I could eat that now if somebody brought it in. But nobody will, as usual. Uh, Bill in Milton Keynes says, I served in boats, submarines, in the 70s. Loads of room. You're, perhaps you're a little person, Bill. Perhaps you've shrunk. Paul in Illinois, in Chicago's Field Museum, there's a captured World War II German U-boat, the U-505, which I've been through uh, a couple of times since the 1960s. Yeah, we, we, did, we, we either captured them or we just blew them out of the water. Because if you set off a, an explosion... It would ricochet there and, you know, once they sprung a leak, it was a disaster. You could close off different bits of the submarine, could you? Same with, like, lots of boats. You close off, you know, you bring in the... That's what they were supposed to have done on the Titanic. Didn't quite work, did it? Uh, uh, Ross Scythe is on the River Forth. Fast Lane Trident sub... 
Let's start. Don't Scottish Void got it wrong. Yeah. So um Fastlane Trident subbase is on the Clyde. It's near Edinburgh, not Glasgow. Thank you so much for that. He has been suitably admonished. Oh I'm Scottish Steve, I know everything. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me tell me what Jimmy Shand played. There you go. Bagpipes. Pfft, peasant. Played the old squeeze box. The old accordion. You don't know. And you call yourself Scottish. I know more about Scotland than you do. I know more about... Do you know who Greyfriars Bobby is? Yeah, not true. Not true. It's not true. It's a made-up story. Not allowed to rub the nose of the statue. Why would you want to do that? You're very peculiar. You don't rub the nose of statues. You No, you don't. I have to put up with this. Seriously. I've got two more hours to go. I should be a, f a shivering wreck by the time we get to the news at five. Oh, we are at the news at five. Here it is. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. I must apologise. I know, I know, I know. One bit of the app is, is not functioning at the moment, but we've discovered that if you turn it off your device and then turn it back on again, that might solve the problem. We've had lots of people who've sorted that out, but I, I realise it's a bit of, bit of a worry, isn't it? You suddenly realise, don't you? When you turn on the radio in the morning, you get... And you think, where's Steve Allen? Why has he developed a... So you, you miss the programme, which is good. Uh, Mari in Middlesex says you should get a soup maker made lovely leek and potato yesterday. Easy as anything. See, I can't be bothered to do that. I just go and buy a tin of it or not add even a tin of it. I do the plastic things because then I throw it away. The idea of having to heat up in a soup maker. But uh, I do like it. It's very nice. But this is the, the Waitrose one is is um, like a broth. Doesn't have bits in it. I was like, I can't like chunks, actually. Duncan in Bilbao says the LBC app's working fine here in the Basque country. My brother was a submariner. And I was once given a tour on a Trident nuclear submarine in Fastlane. The officer's mess was bigger than my flat in London and had beer on tap. Well, in fact, do you remember they, they did a programme on one of the big ocean-going liners? I forget which one it was. And uh, it turns out that there was a gay bar on board as well. For the crew, obviously not for anybody else. Uh, if you want your steak to not be tough, cook at room temperature and let it rest for four minutes. I cannot rest food. I don't know why. You know, if, if I cook something like steak and they go, oh, right, then you have to let it rest. Say, Are you kidding? I'm not going to let it rest. I'm going to eat it now. And I always do. It doesn't seem to make any difference to me. Well, I don't think it does. Uh, have you seen Google Ocean? A virtual look at the world underwater shows you all the known shipwrecks, including the position of all the U-boats sunk in World War Two with details, says Monica. Oh, that's quite interesting. I'd love to. That, that Captain Nemo thing. Uh, I can't remember what his boat was called. What was Captain Nemo's boat called? There was Jason and the Argonauts. I never knew what they, they were doing. What was Captain Nemo's boat called? Oh, you won't know, will you? Pointless, honestly. Captain Nemo. He's, he's exactly, who's Captain Nemo? You seriously don't know who Captain Nemo is? I can't believe it. Mind you, didn't know where, where submarines were in your neck of the woods. There's no point. No point. What was Captain Nemo and... Come on. Goodness sake, honestly. It must be really well known. Captain Nemo and his boat was called... Oh, goodness. How do we not know this? Nautilus. You sure? <laughs> right, it was called Nautilus. I've forgotten why I mentioned it now, you see. I've now got all completely confused. Uh, Steve says, Stuart, Jimmy Shand and his band, the White Heather Club on Hogmanay. Those were the days. They were. I used to play albums by Jimmy Shand on a radio station I, I worked for. Uh, and John's going to Belfast today for a client meeting, but the flight is early, so I've hardly slept 
in case I overslept and missed the flight. It's going to be a long day. Any words of encouragement? Don't go. Don't, or failing that, go and have a breakfast. at the. They're always dreadful breakfasts at the airports, aren't they? You get it and you think, this looks like it was cooked yesterday and just reheated. Uh, Steve, the, check out the 19... Check it out. Check it out. 1950 film Morning Departure. A true story where they had to leave a submarine on the seabed with John Mills, Nigel Patrick and Richard Attenborough. Oh, there's a cast. You'd love it. Very moving, impossible not to cry, says Nigel. Morning depart. Is that... Can you find that for me? Morning departure on Amazon? I like a good weepy over a submarine. I like that idea. In which we serve was one of my favourite films as well. I think that had John Mills in it as well. So, morning departure, made 19. A fiver. How, how many copies have they got? Oh, they've got loads. Oh, right. Oh, re-release 2015. Because sometimes I mention these things and then somebody goes, oh, no, they've all gone now. Because people start, they say, oh, Steve Allen's just mentioned this this film and so people rush out and buy it. Please don't. Uh, Matt says, one of the finest state restaurants other than Gaucho. Oh, I didn't like Gaucho at all. Isn't that odd? You see, what's sauce for the goose? Not necessarily. Black and blue in Borough Market. Well, producer recommends that as well. I tried Gaucho. I thought it was terribly expensive. Terribly expensive. I mean, seriously, hazardously expensive. Uh, Steve says Wendy. LBC. Yep. Switch the phone off and on again. It's working. Yeah. That's all it takes sometimes. We're trying to do it with the Scottish boy. It doesn't work, though. We've turned him off and then we've turned him on again. No, still has no idea where the submarines are in Glasgow. Here they are coming down Sockyall Street. Oh, that's in Edinburgh, isn't it? Which we know. Uh, Welsh rarebit or posh cheese on toast. And the green stuff is lettuce with lemon juice and yoghurt. Oh, that sounds quite nice. Just lettuce with lemon juice and yoghurt. You're right, you could put haddock with that, couldn't you? I liked asparagus harvesting as well. That's why I know you watched it, says Monica. I was fascinated, weren't you? I thought I love stuff like that. Us daytime television viewers. You know, I, I really I enjoy that sort of stuff. So I know that when I say I saw this, most of you will have seen it as well. Mandy. Oh, Mandy. Well, you can... There was a very good British film called Mandy about a deaf girl. Uh, and it was the same girl who went on to have a big hit... The girl who played Mandy was Mandy Miller. And she went on to have Nelly the Elephant packed your trunk and said goodbye to the circus. Off he went. It was a kiddie's favourite on the, on the radio years and years ago. Mandy says, went down to Portsmouth a few weeks ago with my dad, parked in the park and ride, went to the dockyard. We had tickets from last year that still covered the Mary Rose. Fantastic day out. Disappointed with the victory. Oh, I've been there. I have been there. I've been round the Mary Rose. I loved it. I thought it was the best thing I'd ever been to. What I thought was so amazing is that, uh, you know, it, it, you're, seeing some, you're seeing a Tudor warship. I mean, it doesn't say... Admittedly, you're only seeing half of it. Only half of it you're seeing, but it, it's worth going. It's worth... Pe- whatever they, they charge you for it, it's worth every single penny. Stay in there as long as you like. And you look through and you can imagine. I think there used to be something on the Mary Rose, like four or five hundred crew members, sailors... You think, I'm not surprised the blooming thing sunk. But you're looking at a Tudor warship. I mean, how do you, that's like the, we, the, the one thing that we wanted and we never got. And I've, I've mentioned this before. When I uh, went round Hampton Court Palace, because you can go round there. If you join as a member, you can, you can go as many. You can go every single day for a year. Every single day. There's a special little room where you can go and buy a little cup of coffee just for yourself and sit down and read a book. You can just absorb yourself in Hampton Court Palace. And the whole... 
the whole sort of Henry and Tudor thing. Go to the vine, go to the gardens which have been laid out and they're beautiful, 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 beautiful. And then you go there and you think to yourself, Henry VIII walked around here. He came here. Not all the time, but he did go there. And what are the things that we don't have? Tudor clothes. You'd have thought there would have been. I know that there's a London wardrobe, which I think is just off Fleet Street, and uh, but nothing from Henry VIII. Can you imagine if they found all of a sudden a secret room and they open it up and there's all these moths who've eaten everything? But to see Henry VIII's robes and stuff like that, that would be fantastic. That I would love. But second best for me would be going to see the Mary Rose. It really is amazing. Uh, Steve, wait, 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 where, where are you? I can't hear you. I'm, I'm there. Hello? I'm hiding behind the, sp behind the speaker. I'm behind the... Hello? I'm behind the speaker. T t turn me off. And then turn... Oh, I can't hear it now. Oh, dear. Turn me off and turn me on again. That generally works. Ron says, I've just dropped someone off at Stansted Airport. Well, you're just in the habit of picking people up and just drop you, open the window and drop them out. Four quid for two minutes parking. I know. Because you can't, you can't drop people off now, can you? You've got to go and park in the car park. I don't do that. I'm a bit naughty, I'm afraid. Uh, Steve, thank you for telling all the people who can't tune in to turn their devices off and on again. It'll be really helpful for them when they can finally tune in and listen to the podcast. I know. Good podcast today. Uh, I've been staying at a hotel in Leicester Square, says Nicola, waving at you as I head to catch the bus home. Hello. Hello. People do that. Uh, I can tell now... You're trolling, Steve. Sockyhull Street is Glasgow, says Dave in Edinburgh. I think I originally said it was Glasgow and then I changed my mind to Edinburgh. It sounded, no point, no, don't shake your head like you know. You didn't even know where the blooming submarines were. Useless boy, honestly. And you're supposed to be Scottish. <laughs> yeah. Have you had cock leaky soup? <laughs> Just leaky. <laughs> Steve, uh, it's all working back again, says Anne. Uh, I tried rebooting my phone and iPad and my Robert's internet radio, Steve, and nothing works. So I'm listening to you on the wireless. Well, that's good. The app returneth to Eastbourne Street, says Donny. Thank you. I don't like, you know, do, we, we've got huge audiences to maintain at this time of the morning. You, we, we are sort of, you know, we're spiking like there's no tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. We're spiking heavily. Uh, Noreen, off. Now, I don't know whether it's tonight or she did it last night, but she went to the Solid Silver Show in St Albans. So she's either doing it tonight. She says, making the most of these 60s singers before they retire. I know. And guess whose birthday it is, Noreen tells me. Lovely Gloria Honeyford. I'm almost embarrassed to tell you. She's 79. She looks years younger. Mind you, she's married to a hairdresser. I always think that helps a lot. You know, Barbara Streisand married a hairdresser as well. John Peters, if you remember. She only married him because he, he, he stood up to her. And there was a lovely thing I found on the internet on Oprah Winfrey's show. And she's talking to Barbara Streisand about uh, the way we were and, you know, how sad it was at the end because it doesn't have a happy ending because she um, she sees him because she, she gets pregnant and it's her and Robert Redford. And Oprah says, isn't it strange? She says, you've never done an interview together. Never has there been Streisand and, um, and the other, Ro and Robert Redford uh, interviewed together. And so she said no. And at that moment, Robert Redford walks onto the set. It was so cool. Streisand, of course, is amazing. And she's coming to London. She's going to be here in the summer. She's doing an open-air concert. An open-air concert. Well worth going to. Well worth going to. Uh, Warren says, I saw Glow last week. She looks so young still. I know. Uh, what is the secret? When I, when I had Prue Leith in the other day, she looks amazing. 
I mean, it's seriously amazing. All these people. You see, it's work. It's work. Half an hour trying to get to hear you, says Julie in Germany. Turn the iPad on and off. Numerous times. Very frustrating. You're right with the reboot. Birmingham, Susanna is very happy up there. And um, and uh, somebody says, I can't listen to Steve. Even tuning isn't working for LBC. Just try the normal radio. It'll work. I promise you. Promise you. Have you tried Baxter's of Speyside Cullen Skink? Packed full of Hadder. Oh. oh. Stop shaking your head. You don't know any of these things. It's to do with Scotland. Okay. He just has to jump onto the blooming band. Oh, because I'm Scottish. Because I went there once, you know, on a wet Wednesday or something. And all of a sudden, oh, I know all about that. Yes, we used to have submarines in our street. You know, and I know all about Baxter's, Ina Baxter. And I know about the Cockaleaky Soup and all the rest of it. And I really knew about Jimmy Shan, but I just couldn't bring myself to tell you. Seriously, it's like jumping on a bandwagon. It's like, you know, I've eaten in a Chinese restaurant. Doesn't make me an expert on Hong Kong. Although, actually, I am an expert on Hong Kong, so there you go. And uh, Andy in Perfleet says, Welcome to heaven, here's your harp. Welcome to hell, here are your bagpipes. I love a marching band. I, I tell you, I would love to go. One year, I'm going to take time off. Mm, oh, that sounds a bit ridiculous. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to go to the Edinburgh Military Tattoo. I want to go there. I want to watch all the... Oh, stop shaking your head. You've never been to the tattoo. You haven't. You just. You have not. You'd stood outside and they wouldn't let you in. Geek, honestly. Oh, yes, I've been to the end of a military tattoo. You've never... Oh, shut up. You never had a school band. There was no school. You weren't in a school or anything. Oh, it's just... It's just... Oh, talk about ego. Honestly, here's me. Grounded, you know, in the real world. And here's rootin' tootin' son of a gun next door. Yeah, I played the drums, Steve. No, he didn't. They gave him the triangle and even that defeated him, you know. Ping, everything. Don't shake your head. I want I want photographic evidence of this. Yeah. There won't be any though, will there? Because surprisingly, there were no pictures taken. So there you go. Mrs. Woman. What she she's got pictures. Dear me, honestly. It's a bit bit mad, isn't it, when you've got to go and ask the parent. As I say, we're still not sure about that one. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. <laughs> How funny. My friend Warren has said, Do you want to bring the Scottish boy to the barbecue? I think not. No, no. He's already tried that one. He's already said, oh, Steve, I can go to the bar because he knows that there's going to be famous people there. And if there's one thing he likes, it's hanging around with famous people. It's almost embarrassing. Seriously. I mean, today is going, he's going to be mugging up with Stephen Mulhern and Richard Herring. We're going to have the whole bit. Oh, hi. Because they think he's the presenter. I mean, luckily, Stephen knows me, so that's OK. But he, he sort of he has to introduce me like I'm a spare part. You know, oh, and Steve's in here. He says, gesticulating into the room generally, you know. As if I'm sort of ethereal or something like that. Yeah. He's checking it over the bar. You're not going. Not the cat in hell's chance. I'm not going to have you embarrassing me. Thank you very much indeed. You're not available. You're not, well, you might be available, but you're certainly not going. It's a fact. No, I don't want to give him your phone number or email. No. He's, he's, Warren, he's not going. He'd be embarrassing. Because if you remember last year, we had Tony Blair turn up and his, uh, his wife. And uh, there was Brian Connolly and Cliff Richard. And Gloria Honeyford. You're not going, I'll tell you. There was free food and uh, booze and everything. Nice little garden. And, and also, it's all served to you. It's all served. Uh, it's, well, it's just out of curiosity. It's a long way from you. OK? You're not going. Ridiculous. Are these people who sort of jump on the bandwagon. Oh, I think I, I could go to that uh, garden. No, no, absolutely not. I went to Holloway Prison for a conjugal visit. And apparently you have to know an inmate, says Nicholas. Do you? Oh. 
I've never been, so I don't even know where Holloway is. Oh, in Holloway, obviously, yes. Sorry, a little bit naive there. Uh, Steve, I just had to find the Oprah clip with Streisand and Redford. Crying already, I'm worse than you. It's awful, isn't it, really? Because when she throws her arm, it was genuine. It was absolutely genuine. I love it. I'd love to talk to her. So much to talk to Barbara Streisand about. People, people who need people are the... Anyway, <clears throat> if I buy a chocolate ugly duckling, am I a racist? Um, they've, they've renamed, haven't they? Haven't they renamed the duck? God knows. As I say, I mean, eight quid for three little ducks. That's a lot. Mike says, I've never been so happy to have the LBC app as I'm now listening again. Are there problems because Scottish boy forgot to pay the bill? Um, what bill is that? Oh, don't think so, no. Oh, right. Oh, no, no, no. Nothing to... Oh, no, he doesn't know anything like that at all. He doesn't even know where Fast Lane is or places like that, do he? And he's certainly not going to a garden party with Tony Blair and other people. Definitely not. I just like to sort of rub his nose in it, you know. I've said to him, if you're a good person, then maybe one day somebody will take you out to Joe Allen's or something like that, but uh, not any time soon. Uh, he says, if you like fish, I can remember a, a recommend a seared tuna steak. I'm not big into tuna. I'm really not. I've had tuna, you know, tuna and cucumber and tuna and, tuna and mayonnaise and stuff like that. And I'm not. Have you seen the size of them? They're enormous. But it just doesn't uh, doesn't work for me at all. Talking to Barbara Streisand. Have you seen the screwball comedy from 72? She starred in with Ryan O'Neill called What's Up, Doc? I saw it years ago, says Gary. Found it hilarious. I have seen it. Yes. Anything with Streisand in. I was watching the other. Strangely, I was watching the thing the other day where she comes back to do some shows at Caesar's Palace. I forget how many she did. She, she was paid a million dollars. And she had a... I think Marvin Hamlish uh, was conducting the orchestra. And she she comes on. You see her backstage walking through and she obviously takes a little sip of something. And uh, and then the and the crowd go mad. Absolutely mad for her. Bearing in mind, she's in her 70s. And so the uh, the first song that she sung, the words were so appropriate... It's, it goes, I don't know why I'm frightened. I know my way around here. Taken from Sunset Boulevard. And uh, the neon lights. Da, 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 da. It's, it's a really good song. Watch it. Go onto YouTube and type in, you know, Barbara Streisand Live, New, I think New Year's Eve or something like that. They were all there. Her son. I'd love to meet her. She would be somebody who would be fairly, fairly high up my list. I quite like to talk to Camilla Parker Bowles. If they're celebrating their 14 years marriage. Jem uh, Jem says, did you ever see the musical Time at the Dominion? Cliff was in it and there was a hologram of Laurence Olivier. I can remember the laser outside for Christmas 97. Uh, I didn't ever see it. But in fact, Stephanie Lawrence was in it. And I went round to see Stephanie Lawrence. She was lovely. I took her to, uh, to dinner at Joe Allen's once. And uh, she's not with us anymore. She was lovely. She was really lovely. Uh, Steve, laughing and, and, and learning, says Hema, listening to you having a herbal tea. I went to Chelsea Flower Show last year, but this year, Hampton Court Flower Show. Yes, I don't do sweets with my food. I'm not sure about honey and lettuce. Yeah, well, I don't know. Honey and lettuce could work, really, couldn't it, really? I look, do you know, every time I think of honey and lettuce, I think of crispy lamb, which I don't eat anymore, wrapped up in lettuce with a bit of hoisin sauce over the top. That was quite nice. It's a bit like crispy duck. Pancakes and little things like that. Have you had crispy duck? Of course you have. Your mother probably invented it. And, um, you know, duck meat. Is Wait a minute, you're vegetarian. Ah, oh, when did you have crispy... We, we got him on that one, didn't we? We got him on that. You've had crispy duck recently. Woo, woo, woo. 
a boy, are you in trouble? Do you know, you're going to be drummed out of the vegetarian society. You're just terrible. Oh, and vegetarians. Oh, no, sorry, he's not vegetarian. He's piscatorial or something or whatever he is. It's like a religion, but uh, he's not really. Flex, oh, flat, right, flexitarian. Why is that? Well, because sometimes I'm vegetarian, sometimes I'm not. Most days I'm not. As I say, if I produced a ham sandwich here with some lovely mayonnaise in it, he'd devour it like there was no tomorrow. Yes, you would, because we'd hold you down and force it into your mouth. It's as simple as that. You'd eat it eventually. Yeah, well, it's kind of tough. I don't care whether you like mayonnaise or not. But uh, definitely Hampton Court Flower Show over Chelsea. I know Chelsea is a, is a good flower show. It's run by the same people. It's just that Hampton Court is bigger. Bigger. And, and it's, it's really good. It's down the road from me. And uh, I love it. I love it. You went last year. It's good, isn't it? It's good. I don't want to go on a hot day. I get burnt to pieces. Uh, Chris says, you're not on my Alexa this morning, so I had to put the radio on to listen to the show. Off to Sitges near Barcelona. Isn't that all naked, Sitges, or something like that? What do I know about Sitges? For some reason, it's sort of it's come up on my radar. Near Barcelona, and I will listen to you there. Just have to remember the hour time difference. You come on at 5am their time. And I was in Joe Allen's at the weekend. The calves liver's back on. If ever I get, uh, you know, to the state of, um, you know, accepting any old food in Joe Allen's, it's always going to be calves liver. It's always going to be calves liver. Sitges. Why do I know sitges? Is it very gay or something? Sitges gay? They say it's like Saint-Tropez. I hate Saint-Tropez. That was sort of the cheaper end of the market. Cannes was always better than Saint-Tropez, wasn't it? So a Scottish boy's been there as well. Oh, I've been to Saint-Tropez, Steve. Have you not been there? Good heavens above. Where was the last exotic beach you lay on? Oh, here we go. Oh, I think that'll be Aberdeen, Steve. <laughs> what? A, 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 just a Greek island. Uh, what, any particular Greek island? Oh, it's your own island, yes, yes. Did your family know you own a, a Greek island? And she's, oh, right, that's why Mum still does the washing. Right, she went on a Greek island, just sort of lay on a beach by yourself. Right, sit just... It has a, a debauchery parade. Naked floats. Oh, don't tell him that. He'll be booking immediately to go to Sitges. Naked floats. What's a naked float? Is that people who are naked on a float? Good Lord, it's like the naked bike ride in London. Have you ever seen that? That's really scary. There's a lot of wobbly. A lot of wobbly on that one. A lot of wobbly and things that are level with your car window. Very embarrassing. Very embarrassing. Uh, Steve, have you ever had swordfish steak, says Blake? No. I'm not a fish person. I can eat scampi and I can eat fish fingers, but th that's about as far as it goes. Well, apart from haddock chowder, which Marks and Spencer seem to have stopped doing. Jimmy says, every morning I say, good morning, Alexa. She then tells me something that happened on that date. Today, today she told me that the Titanic set sail on this day in 1912, when my parents brought me my first record player. Jimmy Shand was one of the first records we bought, along with a, a groovy kind of love by the Mindbenders. I love that, actually. I went to see Time. It was great. I never saw it. I never saw it. But uh, I remember it being at the Dominion Theatre for, oh, ages and ages and ages. Uh, what else we got? Uh, train chaos at Easter. But when do we not have train chaos at Easter? There's always going to be something, isn't it? There'll be sort of, you know, because that's the time they go, or oh, not as many people are travelling on the railways. Uh, so we're going to be doing all the, uh, all the work on them and that's that's how they they do it uh you're probably aware that barbara streisand is doing a free concert in hyde park uh of course i'm going i wouldn't wouldn't miss this for the world try cheddar honey and camp coffee on crackers it'll change your life says tony camp coffee what do you want coffee on crackers for no no you put cheddar 
And then on top of that, you do that nice Branston pickle, which is cut. It's for sandwiches. It's much smaller little bits and pieces. Very nice. Uh, Simon Cowell has told how he hopes his celebrity X Factor will turn actors into pop stars. Yeah. Uh, probably not. Uh, and Jude Law shows off his heavenly body as he hits the beach in Venice. They've stuck him in a pair of white pants, a bit like sort of Speedos. And, um, I mean, I don't know how old he is. What is he now? He's 46. I mean, you know, he 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 sort of he he fills out uh, you know his um some speedo. Well, I thought so. Everybody else thinks. Oh no, <laughs> I got it all wrong. Got it all wrong. For God's sake, do not listen to the free podcast for today. I mean, honestly, very embarrassing. Uh, I've ever wondered what type of fish scampi is, says Lee. Well, it's tails, isn't it? They use tails. I mean, sometimes it's not, but I mean, I just love scampi, and you can dig you can dunk it as well in mayonnaise. I've got quite addicted to mayonnaise. I have it with, with loads of things. Steak, rice, you name it. I put it cheese on toast. I use Hellman's all the time. It's dreadful, isn't it? Uh, Bernie. Morning, Bernie. He says, ever been to Melbourne, Australia? No. No, never. You know, i tell you why. It's too blooming far away, Bernie. It's like 26 hours on a flight. I'm not sure I can... I mean, you know, as far as I'm concerned, about nine hours to the States is about as far as I can do. I can't do anything else at all. He says, off there soon for the next opening of the VNA's excellent Revolution exhibition at the Melbourne Museum, where my historic John Lennon psychedelic eye is featured. After London, Montreal, Milan and Brussels, looking forward to the opening at the end of April. Hope Melbourne is good and good at this time of the year. I think actually it should be. I think the, the weather should be quite nice. Phil Vickery was cooking up a storm the other day on the television. Uh, Jamie Oliver's still in the, uh, in the gym doing that. So you've got to do these. Oh, I can't do it. I really can't. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Steve, read the dating advice for AP Ollie earlier. Any chance of introducing me to a GC lookalike? Yeah, there's a drag show taking place just, uh, just off uh, off Leicester Square. Uh, I always thought you'd be a lobster man, Steve. No, I've told people thousands of times I hate lobster. Hate it. Uh, listening to uh, on TuneIn in Berlin. Working fine, says Mrs M. All the posh gays go to Sitges. I was there last month. I mean, why Why would all, you know, certain people go there? I thought it was supposed to be Fire Island in America. That's supposed to be fairly popular. And also the Hamptons is very popular for rich, rich gays. They go to the Hamptons. People rent their houses out, don't they, around the Hamptons. I saw a picture of it the other day. It just looks like houses set in the dunes. It was all a little bit disappointing. Uh, the Dubai police repeatedly urged a woman who complained when a British mum called her a horse on Facebook to let the matter go. It is claimed Sama al-Hamadi is said to have stubbornly refused and Leila Shakravesh was arrested after flying to Dubai with her daughter. Insulting people on social media is illegal in Dubai. <laughs> Why would you want to go there? The whole idea of, of insulting people is the whole basis of entertainment. It was always like that. We, we, we sort of insult politicians. We insult everybody. Good Lord above. They always put it, you can always tell somebody, there's a woman here who was thrown down the stairs by school bullies. Uh, that was from the age of seven. She's now 21, and she's finally lost all this weight. She's gone from a size 24 to a size 8. And, of course, they make a big deal about, this is what she's eating now. Uh, before, full English breakfast from a cafe with fried eggs, bacon, sausages and bread. Now she's doing some low-fat sausages from this company, which is the free advert. Bacon, tomatoes, mushrooms and beans. Uh, Mid-morning, she would have scotch eggs, sausage rolls, party sausages. I mean... Small wonder. Uh, now she just has fruit. Lunch was a sandwich with crisps and fizzy drink. 
Now it's homemade pasta salad. That sound dull, doesn't it? Mid-afternoon pastry or cake. Now cucumber or veg sticks, homemade scotch egg. Boring, dull. And uh, have they got a picture of her with her old trout? Yes, yes, yes. They have a picture of her looking fat and then a picture of her holding up because she's, believe it or not, kept her, her little pair of cut-down jeans, which, of course, could be anybody's. So you never know. It's always that same picture. Here I am looking all fat. And uh, she's gone down from 19 stone to 10 stone. Also, homemade Chinese curry or pizza with so-and-so's chips. The, the, this slimming company's chip. I mean, it's just a pile of old pants. People always put it back on again. Always put it back on again. And so she says here, I've created a happier and healthier future for myself. Also changed her hair colour and had her makeup done professionally. And she says, I haven't let the bullies win. She was seven. She was seven. She's 21. God, I tell you, like an elephant. Well, you were. And um, no, because she's uh, she doesn't forget, does she? <laughs> Did you ever see Mr. Moyles on the original Celebrity X Factor? EastEnders' Lucy Benjamin was the eventual winner, says Paul. No. No, I didn't. I'm generally quite up to date on things like that. Steve, knowing you're not mad keen on fish, this dish isn't fishy. Try monkfish studded with garlic and rosemary wrapped in parma ham and with a creamy pink peppercorn sauce. Oh, can we see it's down? The moment you say monkfish, I go click. I turn off. It's not for me at all. David in Sunderland says, feeling down, been to hospital, just found out uh, I've got angina at 49. Well, in fact, what do you mean you just found out? You would know that because you feel it as a pain. So you must have thought it was something. And they said my blood test for diabetes was close, but not close enough. Well, you can get uh, you can get angina through through bad eating. You're eating things and your arteries get furred up. That's what it is. That's why it's. Uh, oh, look, Fast Lane is close to Glasgow in a town called Helensborough, says Jenna in Glasgow. Yeah, we know that. We haven't disputed. Oh, there we go again. He doesn't know where it is at all. He's got no idea. No good reading it, dear. No, you you won't you won't understand it. Oh, he's got what well, he's got. He's got one of those faces on. You know, like you know, like a child, and you say you're wrong, aren't you? And they go really unhappy, really unhappy. Uh, six figure payouts to public sector workers who leave jobs will end with a new ninety five grand cap. Thank God for that. Thank God for that. And um, a Ferrari once owned by Elton John has sold for almost two hundred and twenty five thousand. This is a a Berlinetta Boxer, top speed of one hundred and eighty. Bought new by the singer in 1974. It only had nine and a half thousand miles on the clock. That's good. That's good. An anonymous buyer paid for it. It's one of only 58 built with right-hand drive for the UK market. I must imagine a friend of mine. I wonder if a friend of mine bought that. I wonder, wonder, wonder. Pele was mobbed by fans in Brazil after having emergency surgery. 78. 78 Pele. Alison Phillips. Uh, talking about uh, two big cats are apparently... Now in uh, on the loose in Cornwall, the dog's been attacked. Five domestic cats are missing and there have been numerous sightings. One walker who claims she saw one of the big cats on her way back to a car park said, it's like seeing the Loch Ness Monster. Now that would be a very big cat, wouldn't it? But of course, more, more rubbish. Uh, also, how sad, she says, that EastEnder star Sandy Ratcliffe has died alone in a care home aged just 70 after battling heroin addiction and ill health. Yes, that's very sad. And uh, so and also talking about the blame game will not stop, but at least the lawyers can't can't play it now, which they used to before. Uh, low risk of thunder in Cornwall, warned the BBC's breakfast, Carol Kirkwood. She tells you what the weather is. To be honest with you, I don't really see the point of weather people, but there you go. She was embroiled in a storm between tourist officials and the BBC. But the BBC said, no, she's always keeping an eye on the southernmost tip of her map. 
Carroll later gave it a more thorough forecast for the area of Cornwall. You see, pandering to people. Pand- we could annex Cornwall quite easy. You could just sort of hack it off and just let it float out into the sea. Be quite a good one. Uh, also here, Amanda Barry. She lit up the West End. She was rescued by five paramedic heroes after suffering an electric shock. She electrocuted herself. Very scary, but I'm still here. Took five of them to go round there. Good grief. Amazing. Uh, council bosses have altered a sea defence project that stopped sand martins using their nets. They've actually put uh, nets over there. They, they, they fly back into their nefts in the cliffs. But the council have covered it all up. RSP, uh, RSPB has called for the mesh to be torn down. A North Norfolk District Council spokesman said, we've asked contractors to remove the upper levels of netting. I mean, what's the point in doing that? They all fly back in, you know, to sort of start setting up families, only to discover that the uh, the council have, have put netting over it. They're quite, they're very pretty, those little birdies. Very pretty. I mean, pigeons, we couldn't really give a stuff about. It makes no difference at all. An RAF doctor, Tom Cullen, who escaped from a Nazi prisoner of war camp, has died at the age of 102. Uh, Tom Cullen and an army officer slipped out of uh, Stalag XXA in Poland made it to neutral Sweden and were flown home. Pal Harry Carlo, 83, says guards rushed to deal with a riot stage managed, so neither was hindered. Tom later became a surgeon in Kettering, awarded an MBE for heroic work as a doctor in the camp. See, there's all these people. 102. Uh, Also, over-the-counter whitening strips can damage your teeth. Hydrogen peroxide in the strips can apparently harm dentin under the outer enamel, which protects the nerve. Experts at Stockton University in New Jersey do not yet know if teeth can recover from the damage. And most men wear pants that are more than five years old. Five years old? Good Lord. Half can't remember when they last bought new pants. I can tell you. I can tell you. Two days ago, new pants. Always. Always. Um, I'm trying to find something that's interesting. There's one here. This is... um, Oh, there was a woman on the train the other day. She was so annoying. She was on the phone, but as opposed to keeping up to her ear and having a small conversation. No, no, we're all listening to the bloke the other end. And she's having a chat. I kept going, tutting very loudly, but obviously she was deaf. Uh, Plus, had it on speakerphone, on the train. So unnecessary. So unnecessary. So rude. So rude. Absolutely dreadful. Uh, Oh, Phil Vickery's awake. Yay! (laughs) Get a bit worried, actually, if he's not there. I think I'll just have soup today, Phil. Soup. I don't know. Is it a winter warming day or can we get away with something a little bit lighter? Probably something a little bit lighter, actually. Uh, have you ever... There's a, an advert in the paper today. This is a very odd one. Have you ever or a loved one ever suffered from pressure sores? <laughs> you could be entitled to compensation for the pain and suffering caused. For example, we got 42,500 compensation for a lady who developed a pressure sore having been given an epidural during childbirth. Heavens above. These are all the the ambulance chasers, aren't they? I mean, you can, you know, have you ever slipped over in the street? No. Whoops, there you go. You know, and now you can claim money for it. Here's somebody who fell off a ladder. Why? He'd been given the wrong ladder. I love it. Watch an episode of Celebrities Go Dating in the early hours. And believe it or not, one of them is very bright and intelligent. His name is A.L. Booker. No, he's a reality show what's it bloke, isn't he, really? Uh, 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 Ben says it's pronounced... Stiges. 
No, I've always called it Sitges. I've had a few sploffs there with the X in 2016. Highly recommended, as is all of Barcelona. I hated Barcelona. The cruise ship pulled in there and all the godchildren and mummy and daddy went off to go and have a look at the stadium. I, had, I, I spent about five minutes going, it's just another blooming city, isn't it? And so I went back on the tender, back to the ship at a much nicer time. Much nicer time. But, uh, no, people, uh, people like Barcelona. Barcelona. That was that one that, uh, what's it saying on? Who's that woman on the television that we're doing the papers? Is that Claire Fox? She looks very similar to Dana. Dana, who's going to start singing again, which is lovely, which I like. Elvis's Graceland. Oh, I've got to tell you this story. Could be moved to Japan. Could be moved to Japan. Oh, look, Vogue Williams with her fake hair, showing she's no clothes horse by stripping off to her undies. How tragically sad. Mum of one, married to Spencer Matthews. He can't get arrested, can he? I mean, he's as dim as a pancake. Mind you, nobody beats the dimness of Vogue, I'm afraid. Poor old Vogue. Honestly, when it all goes pear-shaped, you end up looking like Jordan. Her latest thing, as I say, she wants to help people make up, you know, do their hair and all the rest of it, like she's got any experience of this kind of thing. Uh, Plus, all the people who split up. Now you've got the curse of the lottery. We've had it with Strictly. We've had it with Dancing on Ice. We've had it with just about every, every programme. And uh, and now uh, the number's up for the Euro winners. So uh, Adrian and Gillian Bayford, uh, 148 million. Um, and they then split up 15 months after winning it. Uh, Lee Ryan won 6.5 million 17 weeks after their 94 launch. He was then locked up for handling stolen goods. Catherine and Gareth Bull got 40.6 million, and uh, they parted ways five years later. Then they cancelled each other's friendship on Facebook. All goes a bit pear-shaped, doesn't it, when there's money? Lotto Lout, the disgusting Mikey Carroll, he frittered away 10 million. Ha, 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 ha. He got hitched to Sandra Aitken a year later, but she left him, disgusted by his parting lifestyle. And the one that they keep going on about, another dimwit, called Callie Rogers. She won 1.9 million. She called it a curse. 13 years later, she's got two grand left. Well, it's your problem, isn't it? Why should we feel sorry for you? At one point, she was offering people money to go out with her, which I thought sounded slightly odd. Very odd indeed. But of course, so she earned, she got £1,875,000. And now it's all gone. Good. That'll teach you. That'll teach you. Because they offer you advice on the lottery. They don't just sort of leave you there with this money. They go, listen, we have all the experts. We can tell you about invest. They don't want to invest. They're not remotely interested in anything like that. And the other couple who've just split up also had, I think, one of the one of the biggest wins on the lottery. 161 million. That's the Weirs. They got it in 2011 and they were very generous. They benefacted and Scottish. They had to support a Scottish football team because they need supporting. Yeah, it was a bit Partick Thistle, wasn't it? They were had to, and the Scottish Independence campaign as well. They sort of gave money because we almost give money to Scotland, wasn't mustn't we? You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Ten to six. Ten to six. Quick, run, run, run. So they're going to be doing this steam train in about a month's time from Waterloo Station, going from Waterloo to Windsor and Eton, Riverside, and it came in yesterday, and I missed it. By seconds, but there's going to be a two minute past eight train in the morning. I think the fares start at about 33 quid because you're going on a on a steam train. And of course, steam train enthusiasts. I mean, how lovely. How lovely. What a great thing. If you've if you the last time they had a steam train down there. I mean, I was transfixed. by, And I'm not really a train person. I'm not what they call, you know, one of these people who stands at the end of the platform writing the numbers down. But, I'm, I'm you know, just to see them is a miracle. And the people who work on them and everything. I think it's fantastic. 
I think it's absolutely fantastic. I love it. So they're going to be doing it, and it's going to run three services a day, three, three times. And so it'll presumably go down, then it'll turn around and come back up again. It'll just constantly go, but for, for three times. And you can go up to 99 quid, in which case you get uh, you get dinner, I think, on board. So that sounds quite nice, doesn't it? If you're a big, you know, steam enthusiast. Looks great. Uh, the pants segment made me chuckle. One of the plumbers used to tell his apprentice he had pants older than him when he got uh, mouthy. Yeah, I've got, I've got pants older than you. Tony and Chertsey says, apparently phone users are worried about holding phones near their heads, so opt for the speaker mode. Well, that's just rubbish. It's been proven that there's nothing at all. People used to walk in front of holding the phone out here. You used to think, oh, for goodness sake, honestly. I went to Eminence at Green Park yesterday. I was surprised by the very friendly sounding voice coming from the self-service till. Hi, I'm Alicia, it says. Turns out it was. Alicia Dixon. And the assistant told me there's also Amanda Holden and Anton Deck. So they use their voices on everything. <laughs> there's a, a museum in Lucerne in Switzerland which has a U-boat and various old aircraft on display. Worth a visit, says Ron. Do you know, sadly, I've never made it to Lucerne. I don't know why. Uh, Darren in Staines on Thames. He says, what happened to the app and Alexa? Not working. Turn it off. Turn it on again. That's, that's, that's my trick for you this morning. Turn it off, turn it on again. Um, what have we got? A hacker who blackmailed porn site users have been jailed for six years and five months. Zayn Kazir targeted computer users across 20 countries. He demanded up to 750 to unfreeze their screens. He worked for a Russian gang and was paid more than £500,000, which he blew on hotels, gambling and a Rolex. The National Crime Agency said it was the most serious case of cybercrime it's investigated. He comes from Barking in East London. He admitted blackmail and fraud. And there you go. Ridiculous. Jail for six years and five months. Oh, what a shame. You will be enjoying the company of men within a very short space of time. Uh, another one here. Uh, Dubai spends millions each year on ads to persuade tourists to visit. Discover all that's possible boasts the website visitdubai.com. This is Jane Moore writing in her column today. Alongside images of families enjoying the sunshine, vast theme parks, high-end shopping malls or malls and luxury hotels. All that's possible unless, of course, you drink alcohol without a licence, are seen snogging in public, swear at somebody in anger or, as happened to Layla last week, facing up to two years in prison for calling your ex-husband's new wife a horse. Other holiday destinations are available. Why would you want to go there? Why would you want to go there? Oh, good Lord above. Amanda Holden, uh, sunbathing all over the place. Because obviously they must have finished filming the uh, Britain's Got Talent thing. So hence she's uh, there. Also the Chelsea, who could... Uh, that's right, I was right, actually. Chelsea could find Danny Drinkwater up to £200,000 after he was charged with drink driving yesterday. He's only played one game this season, which was the thing that we, we thought was slightly odd. And, uh, and a shark here, a 40-stone, 8-foot poor beagle which is related to the great white... They're enormous, aren't they? They're absolutely enormous. Only three bites have been attributed to poor beagles, which weigh up to 43 stone. One attack, which wasn't fatal, was provoked, and two were on boats. Wow. Biggest they've ever had. There's something frightening about... I don't know what it is, whether it's the way that their mouth goes backwards or the eye... I don't know what it is, but I don't like it. The British tourist, who's in big trouble, arrested the woman, 21, obviously thick as a brick, was arrested for trying to swipe a mosaic from a 2,000-year-old Roman villa. She prized away 20 tiles. After climbing over security offence, she's then said to have stuffed them into her rucksack at the site, buried under volcanic ash in AD 79, 
we all remember it well, when Mount Vesuvius erupted. The woman then returned to her waiting twin sister and dad and they headed for the exit. Guards confronted the group who tried to flee the Casa del Ancora, House of the Anchor, when they were stopped. The police were called and they arrested the woman who's not been named but is from Kent. She was held for several hours and bailed after questioning. It's thought she's now back in Britain. Italian prosecutors will decide whether or not to prosecute her. Uh, oh, sorry, to charge her. Well, I mean, she's back in this country, isn't she? Dear me. Police spokesman said the woman in question was completely non-phased by what she'd done. <laughs> yeah. She didn't seem to realise it was vandalism, a crime. She was asked why she did it, didn't really give a response. Well, because she's a bit thick, isn't she? She's a bit thick. Some of the tiles were found in the rucksack and the others were found nearby. Then all be replaced and uh, at least they've been recovered. The damage would cost around two and a half thousand to put right. Do you know, Pompeii suffer thefts by tourists every year. Some send back the artefacts, uh, say authorities at the site near Naples, where 2,000 people died. Well, it's like those, uh, those school children thieved from Auschwitz. They thieved from, they actually thieved from Auschwitz. I mean, you know, you can't think of a more heinous crime. You know, by, by comparison, a few tiles from a Roman villa. But I mean, quite clearly, she's a bit thick, isn't she? You know, perhaps she just wanted them for the kitchen and somebody say, where'd you get those from? She'd go, these are from a Roman villa. You know, wouldn't like to imagine how much they're actually worth. Probably quite a lot of, uh, quite a lot of money. Four minutes to six, in case you're clock watching. Uh, the teacher, Andrew Moffat, who devised the LGBT lessons for primary school kids, has received a death threat, warning him, you won't last long. What sort of thicko writes something like that? Honestly, the gay assistant head teacher created his No Outsiders course to teach children about diversity, tolerance and acceptance. But some parents at Birmingham's Parkfield Community School, where he works, and other schools in the region have been staging protests. Stupid people. Stupid people. Yesterday, Mr Moffat says, I had a message to say, you won't last long. I suppose you could say that's a death threat. Well, I don't think... If somebody said, you won't last long, I see that as somebody losing their job. I don't know why. What sort of peculiar parents don't want their children to know about diversity? Sick people, that's what it is. He has an MBE and he's up for a global award. Good heavens above, he's even been recognised by this company. There you go, you see. Uh, NAH chief Paul Whiteman said, the law that permits a person to follow their chosen religion without being discriminated against is the same that protects somebody's sexual orientation, disability or race. So there you go. I mean, why is it, you know, he says his lessons don't just refer to sexual acts and pupils are just read stories where people have different families. But uh, as a result of his disruption from daily demonstrations, his school has suspended its programme until agreement can be reached with parents. Blimey. Who'd want to go there with parents like that? Thank you very much indeed. Uh, also, oh, two free tickets to Legoland. I've never been to Legoland. I'm not sure if it would appeal to an adult like myself. Oh, it wouldn't. Oh, OK, there you go. Legoland. Have you been to Legoland? Oh, oh, I love it. It's, oh, Steve, it's really great. Is it really? He just makes things up, doesn't he? I know. I've seen a picture of the little Lego car that you can drive. They give you, but this is one. Yeah, it's it's a little Lego car. I'm assuming they're electric or something like that. Yeah, all right. Don't make a big deal about it. I I know what a go kart is. Not preaching to me, mate. I've been to Legoland. <laughs> it's where Windsor Safari Park was, wasn't it? It was there because after they had all the problems with the killer whale, it was basically kept in a bath. No chance there. Uh, is your food as fresh as it's cracked up to be? Well, I haven't got any food this morning, but I'm looking forward to a ham and cheese croissant, which would be quite nice, but apparently they only do them at certain times. But uh, jam and honey. Scrape off mould from jam 
The uncontaminated spread below is fine to eat. With old honey, you can still use it when it's crystallised. Didn't we tell you a story the other day? They'd found some in a tomb that they found in the Valley of the Kings, and it was still edible. Honey just seems to go forever. Baking powder, bananas as well. If, if they go brown, use them to make banana bread. Ugh, horrible. I'm not into banana bread or anything like that. Salad. You can perk up wilted leaves by putting them in iced water. If your cucumber goes limp, apparently, chop off the end and stand the veg upright in a bowl of cold water until it gets hard. Well, there you go. If you've just joined us, it's Steve Allen's early breakfast. Uh, anything on jam, Theresa May scrapes the mould off her jam, of course, because apparently underneath it's apparently fine. So they, well, I mean, I wouldn't because I don't have jam, but I mean, so there you go. They've said it's OK. OK, OK. Uh, coming up to the news at six o'clock this Wednesday morning. It's the 10th of April. Uh, Meghan's bold plan to have a home birth. And apparently the Queen being friendly with her, according to the papers, is a bit of um, a PR stunt kind of thing. Train chaos this Easter, thanks to HS2. Police wrapped by the watchdog for repeated failures to deal with Harassment. 13 prison officers injured after riots by young offenders at Feltham. There are now calls to have the place cl closed down. Uh, the lotto winners, they won 161 million quid. They're going to divorce. And Graceland could be shipped to Japan. Sacre bleu, it's not possible. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Well, it's a one for the money, two for the show. Yeah, Elvis Presley's home could be disappearing to Japan. I'll tell you the story in a minute. Stephen Mulhern sent me a, sent me a, a little uh, tweet and says, Great show this morning, as always. I'm just getting ready. Not due in here till eight o'clock. He said, How long does it take you to get ready? He said, Then heading straight to your studio. I think I'm third in the line for you this morning, Stephen. Looking forward to seeing you. Very much so. Very much so. So that'll be nice. And uh, what was the other thing? I was just trying to find another one, actually. I love it when sort of people sort of tell you that they're, they're sort of heading in, which is very good. And uh, at least we know he's coming in which is great. So we'll uh, we'll have a nice chat with him. And um, I've got another one, actually, and I've now lost where it is. Ridiculous, honestly, these things. Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. At least I, at least I try and read them. Uh, this talk of using mouldy food is nothing new, says Dallas. Sybil Fawlty told Basil to make sure the chef scraped the mould off the cheddar when she was laid up in hospital. <laughs> it's just a, they're, Do you know, they, they still stand up today. They're still very good. And uh, Paul says, LGBT lessons. These schools are carrying out government policy. Why are the government throwing these schools under the bus? No, the government have backed the schools. The government have backed the schools. I mean, to be quite honest with you, we can have a bunch of ignorant people, aren't we? A bunch of ignorant kids. You know, bad enough when you've got Brunei and places like that who sort of really are so backward. Uh, also, I think it was in the first episode of the recent Blue Planet Live, a woman was sitting on the seabed petting sharks which lay across her lap. They loved it. Yeah. They could also just bite you in half. You know, I mean, I, I said that yesterday. They, they, they can turn them over and sort of rub their, their tummies and sharks go to sleep. A bit like chickens and turkeys. If you stick a turkey under your arm, like you do, you know, you, you sort of can sort of... And they just, they basically go to sleep. Basically, it's a bit like watching Dan on the BBC's breakfast programme. Although yesterday, because uh, the, the co-presenter made a bit of a cock-up, at least he seemed fairly animated. But the rest of the time, he's not. I think he's going to make an effort now. Uh, Wendy says, uh, was Dale Winton's voice ever used in the post office queue? No, not as far as I remember, no. I did a bread advert with him. It was a, bl a bloke called Terry, we think. But uh, no, definitely not Dale. Definitely not. Did you know that Primark is in the Guinness Book of Records now? It's the biggest Primark in the world, which opens in Birmingham tomorrow. At least it's a bit of a positive news for the high street, says Brian. 
Yeah, but you can't just have everything on Primark. And you've got to have other sort of shops available, but it's the other shops that are struggling. And of course, once you've got... It's like if you live in an area and you've got a little high street or whatever and you've got a little... And then if you've got another little town a little bit further on and they've got a Marks and Spencers, the Marks and Spencers elevates the area. The Lidl doesn't elevate the area as much because there seems to be a pecking order. For what reason? I've got no idea. With supermarkets, they're always competing against each other because they're they're competing for a, you know, a, a big chunk of, uh, of, uh, of people's food shopping. They want to get you in there. So you can go into some Tesco's. They do. They do not only food, they do hot food to take away. Then they sell toasters and kettles. And upstairs you can go and get kitchen equipment and clothing. And it's just unbelievable. They've turned into like mini, mini marts, I think. Frank says, driving to Dad's again, so I couldn't text early. I've now arrived at Greg's. So here we go. On the subject of submarines, I visited a World War II American sub when I visited San Fran, along with the aircraft carrier that picked up the astronauts from the first moon landing, being half Sicilian. My father says I make a better tasting pasta sauce than his mother did. And this weekend I am slave to the cooker, making that uh, sauce and meatball. So keep an eye out for a small package I'm going to send you containing a taster. Oh God, don't send food in the post. Thank you very much indeed. It's very sweet, but I'm not sure I really want food in the post arriving. I've had food sent before, actually. I just ordered some things the other day and I've now forgotten what it was I ordered. But there you go. Elvis's uh, Graceland. Ooh. Uh, could be moved to Japan amid a £76 million makeover row. Bosses at the Blue Suede Shoe Singer's estate have threatened to dismantle it and relocate it overseas because they're locked in a row with Memphis City Council over spending public cash on an expansion project. The MD of Elvis Presley Enterprises, Joel Weinshanker, I think that's what his name is, could be Ween, um, says here, we had an offer 10 days ago to move Graceland to Japan. Uh, we've also had another two offers, one to move to the Middle East and the other one to go to China. They offered us more profit than we could ever make in Memphis. Yeah, but that's where he lived. You can't just shift the house over there. Refit plans include a hangar for Elsa, Elvis's uh, aircraft. Is that called taking care of business, I think? I seem to remember that one. A large guest house for visitors, a club based on his living room and a 6,200-seat indoor arena. City chiefs agreed to help fund the work, but not the arena, as they're building one elsewhere. Both sides are eager to avoid severing Elvis's link to the city. Mr Weinshanker says no matter how famous he got, he always came back to Memphis. Uh, they get 600,000 visitors a year, open five years after Elvis's death. The only place you can't go, upstairs. The rest of it, the house is in a time warp. It's fascinating to see. It's, I had a television documentary on it and they've got various people who used to work for him who now give tours and then talk about, well, when I was here cooking for Elvis, he used to like homemade apple pie. I thought, yeah, he used to like everything, actually. He used to like deep fried bananas and all, all sorts of, which sounds delicious at the time. But they'll never move it to Japan because the whole thing is Graceland is in Memphis. That's what it's, that's what it's famous for. Memphis is, is famous, you know, for Elvis. I don't think it's famous for anything else. But uh, Memphis, Tennessee. Michelle Collins is a bit upset. She's uh, she's demanded. She's no longer referred to as a soap actress. Uh, she's struggled for jobs since leaving Corrie, it says here. And was last seen on a reality show, Celebrity Five Go Camping. I thought that was good. I like the one with the caravans. The, um, the Those sort of uh, think they were good. She said, I wish people would not late me as, label me as a soap actress. She's complained how hard it is to find a working class actress in her 50s. You know, finding work. She said the prejudice isn't just gender, it's class. Seems to be all posh people on the television. Not on my television. Definitely not on my television. 
I only get, I just get nice people on my telly. I don't get anything else at all. And uh, Ansar says, uh, I never got lessons in homosexuality. It doesn't make me ignorant towards homosexuals. But these are kids growing up now. They're not even being taught about it. You know, and unfortunately, you know, you might say that, but you might harbour secret thoughts. We don't know. We do not know. And, and it depends what your parents say, isn't it? Lots of people are guided by their parents. When they had this bloke, they had a bloke the other day, an Irish Roman Catholic, gay, openly gay with his boyfriend. And, but, he did, but the boyfriend was at home and he went over to uh, Israel to find out what people's opinion was because he wanted to, uh, he wanted to relinquish his Catholicism and he wanted to become Jewish. And so he went over there and he was asking various people. And then he brought up the thorny problem of how do people s sort of cope with somebody being gay and religious? Well, in certain places he went to where there was a very, very strict, they were always like ultra-Orthodox, they didn't even want to talk to him on the streets because he stuck out like a sore thumb. They obviously saw, you know, saw him and they thought, and people would literally walk past him and go, no, totally ignoring, sort of so, so focused on what they do. And then he discovered that most rabbis seem to have different different sort of ideas on it. Everybody <laughs> had a different sort of thought on it. Some people say, well, you know, it's OK to be gay and Jewish, but as long as you're not practising, you know, which, of course, I mean, he, he couldn't actually say. And at the end, he was just confused by the whole thing. He wasn't sure, you know, where whether he's going to stick with his Catholicism or go to Judaism. Uh, what's the weirdest thing somebody's ever sent you, says Phil? Oh, I can't think of anything. Nothing really weird. Nothing really weird. I don't think so. No, because, I mean, put it this way, stuff gets, gets vetted long before it reaches me. It's like, and we keep it that way as well. I mean, it, it's almost like sort of texts and things like that. So somebody, if somebody writes you a rude text, I don't ever get to see them because they go to another department. So you, you don't see these things now. And it's, it's so much easier because, you know, somebody might have written something really dreadful, you know, a month ago. So oh, I wouldn't know about it. Martina says, the issue I have with Primark is everything ends up on the floor. Yet nobody picks things up. But I've seen that elsewhere. You walk to the store, the clothes and other items on the floor. Shop attendants spend their lifetime picking up cl clothes, shoes, bags, which have been dropped by cust customers, all looking for the correct size, trying on items. Why would you shop like that? Cheap, cheap, very cheap. And um, Pat says, what are you talking about? Gemma Collins was not in Corrie. Still on medication, Pat? <laughs> Still on medication, <laughs> obviously. What are you talking about? I don't know. We haven't mentioned uh, that at all. And it was Michelle Collins we're talking about, not, not Gemma Collins. And she was in EastEnders. <laughs> uh, Ansar says, I assure you I harbour no thoughts. Well, so you say. I don't know. I've only got your word for it. My mum and dad taught me respect and understanding. Well, they might have done. That's the whole idea. Somebody taught you, didn't they? Somebody taught you. So you've now kind of reneged on your own deal. Having said, I didn't have that at school. No, she got it from your parents. I mean, come on, lighten up. Football pundit Jamie Redknapp, not a very good football pundit. We don't like him at all. Had a secret date with a model who looks like Louise. No, she doesn't. No, she doesn't. Former Liverpool ace, 45, shared a taxi with somebody who's obviously got a new agent called Lizzie Bowden and, uh, and she, she models underwear and stuff like that. But uh, there's talk of him ready for romance once more. A source says Jamie has bided his time out of courtesy to Louise. They're still close, but now might be the time he finally starts dating. Well, I thought she's already dated, hasn't she? I thought so. Uh, Lizzie has starred in campaigns for high street brands, including New Look and Wallace. And that's it. OK. But her Instagram profile showcases her jet-set lifestyle. Well, that'll be way out of his class. 
way out of his class. He's just a football pundit. He didn't know about jet set lifestyle. She has a five-year-old daughter. And um, Jamie's got two children with Louise. Last night, his spokeswoman declined to comment. Well, then don't go out publicly with somebody if you don't have the answer to something. So, so I never understand why you ask somebody a question. So are you seeing this person? No, he hasn't got any comment to make. What, does he not know her or something? What was she doing sitting in the car with him? Why didn't he call the police? Why do they sort of they behave like it's some big secret? I'm sorry, is it, how old is he? Is he 12 or 13? You know, is it possible that, you know, when you get these people who speak for you, you could actually say, listen, are you having an affair with so-and-so? He doesn't have any comment to say. Why not, dear? I don't know, he just doesn't have any comment to say. Why, is he embarrassed or something? You know, Louise has been sort of, you know, chatting away to various people, friendly with different people and stuff like that. Why not him? Perhaps he's not bright enough to understand the question. Are you seeing her? She's in the car with you. Come on. Or are you just friends? Friends. Uh, little Judy says, Tesco, do some nice salmon steak marinated in chilli. I have them with fresh broccoli and new potatoes. So I quite fancy the fresh broccoli and new potatoes, but the salmon steak. What I do is I steam it and then I mash it and then sort of mix it with a bit of real mayonnaise. <laughs> Poor old Phil Vickery would be absolutely horrified. I mean, you know, the, the, the culinary skill or lacking in Steve Allen's kitchen is just monumental. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. 6.20 is the time. It's nice to have your company. It's Wednesday, the 10th of April. Now, that, that we haven't had him in the studio for a, for a couple of weeks, actually, now. And I bumped into him yesterday in the office, as, I, as I'm prone to doing. And I said, you must come on, because tomorrow he's off. He's going over to Brussels tomorrow. Today. today. Yeah. Are you going today? But I will be there tomorrow morning, so I won't get to speak to you tomorrow morning. OK. Unless so you that... want to speak to me on the telephone. No. And, uh, no, I hate <laughs> doing telephone interviews. No, 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 no that's, what I, that's what I thought, you know. Yeah. Uh, Steve to come and see you today then we don't have to speak on the telephone tomorrow it's so exciting it really is so exciting mm -hmm. because uh, we think that uh, Brexit could go on for another year Theresa May went on a little European tour she's back across the channel again later today so where are we Theo with this one LBC's political editor we are Steve Allen reaching the end game oh, now we? just for Theresa May anyway okay. Brexit's going to go on for another year yeah. now she wanted an extension until June 30th um, and that would enable uh, the British to simply take part in the European elections. But if we manage to pass a deal, the withdrawal agreement through the House of Commons, they could simply say, OK, now you've, even though you've been voted in, you don't actually need to go and take uh, your seats in Brussels and Strasbourg as MEPs. Uh, now, that hasn't been received particularly well in both Berlin where the Prime Minister was yesterday meeting German Chancellor Angela Merkel, and then in Paris, where she was meeting the French President Emmanuel Macron mm. uh, yesterday. They are now looking at a longer extension, possibly to the end of the year or the end of March um, next year. And that means that we will send MEPs to Brussels and Strasbourg. It also means that Theresa May will go in the, in the next six weeks or so. Oh, right. Probably before the European elections, which oh, are made wow. on the 23rd. Quick as that. Quick as that, yeah. The, Where there's will she a lot go of to? Well, she likes walking, in, oh, right. particularly in the So Alps. basically she'll be out of politics? Yes, I think so. I, I, I don't, at least in the short term. She might, obviously, she could expect to um, be nominated as a, as a go to the House of Lords. Yes, which is uh, standard practice. Standard well. practice, but, yeah. but she, might, she might decide to turn that down. Um, she's in the late 60s, so... Fairly young for the House of Lords, isn't she? I thought <laughs> spring chicken. You think but she'll turn that down? Let's wait and see. Yeah. But I, 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 I'm, 
she will she will go. She'll be replaced. There'll be a conservative leadership contest before the end of the summer. New prime minister, and we will face the same problems. Yeah, the the fundamentals haven't changed. So in all likelihood, we're probably looking at a general election in the autumn to try and break the deadlock. She's sixty-two. Sixty-two. You Sixty-two. Yeah. yeah. So, so I mean, how many people are going to run for the leadership? I've seen about five or six people. Possibly as many as twenty or twenty-five oh, initially. Oh, Godfathers! Oh, a load of people. But but the way it works is they whittle it down to two. The parliamentary party whittle it down yeah. to two. It's known as the most duplicitous selectorate uh, in the world, the Conservative Party, when it comes to selecting a leader. So they'll whittle it down to, you know, maybe a. There will have to be a Brexiteer in there. If Boris Johnson is in there, yeah. he'd, he would have to be the favourite. But, of course, he fell at that hurdle last time mm. uh, around when Michael Gove pulled his support. And then it goes to the party membership, which are perceived to be right-wing Eurosceptics. They're quite small, around 100,000, perhaps even less. The Conservative Party are very um, secretive about exactly how many party members they have. Right. But it will go to the party membership... And they will then pick their... There'll be hustings, there'll be tours, it'll be chaos, um, and then they will select their leader. And then um, that person will become prime minister. And we could expect it to be a hard-nosed Brexiteer. And if it isn't a hard-nosed Brexiteer, somebody who's a Remainer would have to um, do a vault face and become a hard-nosed Brexiteer. Because the the party aren't going to wear um, another... Remainer of Theresa May's ilk, um, who claimed to be claimed to be a lever, but ultimately they never really felt that she yeah. was on their side. So she then moves out of Ten Downing Street. She so moves out of Ten Street. Somebody's yep. got packing cases in already. Probably not already. No, I yeah. mean these things. The, the wheels of state move quite speedily when they need to. So it, it's wait, 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 wait. Hurry up and rush and do everything very quickly. And yeah. they bring people in. And it, happens very very quickly it's very seamless you have to remember that the the flat um, at, the top. at the top of uh, yeah. Downing Street is a little bit like a serviced apartment or it can be your home I mean Cameron yeah. treated it as it, as it is as it were his home yeah. but you could just treat it as a serviced apartment and the Prime Minister at the weekend spends a lot of time back in her constituency in Sonning so it's not necessarily that Feel yeah. of you know she's got to pack up loads of boxes and move everything down to, yeah, uh, move everything back to her constituency. It's it's got a little kitchen up there and everything. Yeah, it's it's very nice yes. it's, and it gets revamped uh, uh, every time new one comes in. New one comes in. <laughs> so, it's you know, lovely though, isn't it's, it? But I'm just amazed how big it's like a TARDIS number ten. You yeah. sort of opens you walk up, in. Yeah. you walk in. But I remember when Margaret Thatcher was there and we, Carol Thatcher had a phone in on yeah. LBC, yeah, and she took her her producer back to the flat only because she said, "Oh, no, she said, uh, Mummy said, would you like to come back for tea?" <laughs> Mummy said, "Would you like to?" It was almost like an order. Yeah. I think basically he yeah. had to go, and he said, "It's it's just a little flat which has got all their personal little bits and pieces in." So yeah. presumably, whoever it is moves into number ten. I mean, yeah. Boris would love it. We yeah, know he does, he would. he's been angling for it for such a long while. But there's Boris, other there's Dominic Raab. Yeah, um, it's emerging. I was interestingly, I was at a meeting of the Bruges Group, which is a Eurosceptic right wing organisation. Was that yesterday? Yesterday, mm. and you had Marc Francois, the MP, jumping up and down about how he was. Um, when he was in the army, he was actually only in the territorial army. Oh, it's not the same. It's not the same. Like it's weekends. It's weekends. It's a weekend thing. Weekends yeah, running around. We go running through woods with paint guns. Yeah, yeah. So he was in the, was in the territorial army, right. and he was talking at this event to conservatives, and um, uh, Anne Marie Morris was there, and Andrew Bridgen was there, and the pe- the person they particularly like is Dominic Raab. 
Mm. Um, the uh, MP down in Eastern Walton. Uh, Do you like him? He's not the brightest. No, he's not. He's not. He was. He, he had. Really look as though he got that sort of leadership. No, he's. He's. Thing. He's. He's quite. Um, he's not very media friendly. Yeah. So mm. he he told a disabled person once that. Um, that it was a childish wish list to have disability benefits. Oh, um, he's he he admitted that he didn't know how compl- how much we relied on the border on the crossing between Dover and Calais for the trade in goods. He, this is not looking promising. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> we're not we're not you kind know, of heading in not, the right direction. No, but 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 ultimately, you know, if he's the Brexiteer candidate, mm. he's and he and he's the one of the final two. He'll sail through. Are there I mean, any women in there? Uh, Estimate of A. Right. Oh, I saw um, her the other day. Yeah, she she um, former she, work she and pension secretary. Forward. Yeah, she quite likes the look Is of it. Well. Liz Truss, the chief secretary to the treasury. Yeah. Um, not again. Not the sharpest pencil in the pencil case. <laughs> um, you know, she's got a sort of her sort of sort of raison d'être is to cut the number of Whitehall departments. I can't see that resonating with the electorate. Maybe Heavens I'm wrong. Above, you've got to have all these Whitehall departments. <laughs> Otherwise, so, how would we waste money? <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it's it will be a bun fight, uh, and we will we will we will see. But I I, I don't. Boris will probably be let fit in there. Then you've got Sajid Javid, yeah, um, the Home Secretary and Foreign Secretary Jeremy Hunt. Those will be the establishment type candidates. And watch out, a dark horse in Matt Hancock, the Health Secretary. Right. Um, but what we're expecting in terms of what we're expecting today, Theresa May will go to Brussels. She flies mm. on a Voyager, the prime ministerial plane. Uh, she, there was a prime ministerial yeah, plane. There is now, yeah. Uh, May Force One. May Force One. Arrives in Brussels, Steve. <laughs> she will then have uh, about probably about half an hour to an hour to address the 27 other EU, EU leaders. Mm. Um, they'll then kick her out. Bye. She goes and has dinner at the residence, the ambassador's residence, um, deliver something, maybe maybe they'll do actual dinner for her. Um, and then the 27 other leaders sit down to dinner and they decide the future. Um, her aides are there, they're on their phones, they've got the Twitter, working out what's happening from European journalists who get all the details, um, eating cold pizza. And we stay there till about one or two o'clock in the morning. By the time they've reached an agreement, they then say, here is your long extension, and these are the caveats. Now, in terms of the caveats to look out for, what they don't want, the Europeans, that mm. is, is Britain interfering in the appointment of the new commissioner. Jean-Claude Juncker is going to be leaving in the summer. Um, that He's going to have a replacement. And then there's a budget as well that they need to pass. And what right. they don't want is they don't want Britain coming along and saying, oh, well, we're going to try and disrupt this or cause havoc. And, of course, if we have European elections, who do you think is going to be on the first name on the ballot? So, you know, one of them is Nigel Farage, undoubtedly. So they need to, they need to put in various yeah. they need to put in various breaks to make sure that we're not causing trouble. Mm. You mentioned Liz uh, Truss. If you haven't heard it before, this is one of her great speeches from the past. We import two thirds of our cheese. That is a disgrace. Mad as a toothbrush. <laughs> Mad as a toothbrush. <laughs> what was she talking about? Who knows? But uh, we never know. So a very a very interesting day today, but then tomorrow we'll learn more. Yes, Theresa May then comes back very quickly. It's, it's a bit of a mad 
dash for journalists because it's difficult to keep up with a yeah. m- prime ministerial cavalcade and uh, and and she flies back but we'll expect a statement in the house of commons mid-morning lunchtime and uh, and she will set out her demands for a delay we can expect a conservative rebellion at that point probably won't matter uh, and then she'll have to we'll, we'll expect either tomorrow uh, thir- well friday even now mm. Um, or maybe next week she sets out the terms of her departure. Theo, another busy another busy day for Theo Usherwood. He never seems to have quiet days anymore now. The wife's luckily got an old picture of him, which though she's <laughs> with a rough idea who it is who walks through the door at the end of the day, and, and the child very busy as well. <laughs> very busy. Practically getting an agent, I hear. But anyway, that's another story. Theo, thank you. Always a pleasure. Theo Usherwood, LBC's political editor. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Steph says, why don't you give Theo Usherwood his own show? He has got his own show. He's on all the time on LBC. We put him on here every so often when we need to explain something. And he can... When I bumped into him yesterday... Well, I don't need to bump into him. We're all in the same office. And uh, and I said, why don't you come on tomorrow before you head off to to Brussels? He said, oh, because he likes coming in here. He likes it. I mean, it's a bit early for him, but I think he'll be heading off very, very shortly. Uh, Steve, easy on the old digs at the Army Reserve, like throwaway comments like Weekend Warriors. Many... Co- oh, here we go. There's always going to be one, isn't there? Honestly, you can always find a snowflake. Let's just wring you out as a sponge. I mean, come on, honestly. Don't be so dreary. He says, we have the dedication to both people. We know. We know. You're preaching to the converted. You're preaching to the converted here. Martina says, shock horror. Did you say smash and mix salmon with mayonnaise? Yep. What I do is I steam it and then the, the salmon falls apart and I slice up some uh, some new new potatoes and then steam it all in to get it's delicious and then do some real mayonnaise on it. It's lovely. Lovely. But, uh, I mean, I am dreadful at cooking. I mean, I think everybody is. You know, Perhaps Phil Vickery could do something about this. Could we organise some cooking lessons pronto? Yeah, but it's all right for me. It's all right for me. I'm not, you know, I'm not a... Uh, I'm not sort of particularly called on blue. I'm not meant to be cooking. That's what they've got Marks and Spencers and Waitrose for. Eight four eight five zero. Steve at lbc.co.uk. Chatting to somebody in a pub the other night. Says George in Luton. Eventually the conversation turned to work. So what do you do? I asked her. She told me she helps supply clothes to poor people. That's very commendable. I said. You work for a charity? No, she says. But it sounds a lot better than a cashier at Primark. That is so dated. That's a, I mean, you can go in there and buy your entire, you know, summer wardrobe for about 50 quid, can't you? It's it's very, 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 very inexpensive. But uh, it's worked. It's worked. David in Chelmsford says the LBC app or Alexa doesn't seem to be working. Turn it on, turn it off, turn it off, turn it on again. And, uh, and that'll work. Or finally, that you can pick it up on the radio. It's working for loads of people. Bob in Kent says I've got a new hearing aid and uh, it's made of pigskin. I'm getting a lot of crackling in it. God, we've got them all this morning, haven't we? And Mark says, I'm an LBC fan, but don't usually tune in so early. But because the TV's been on the blink, I've been listening to your show for a couple of weeks and I'm enjoying it very much. Thank you. He's a regular caller. Well, nice to be a regular caller. Not to this show. Not to this show. Uh, Steve, Primark and TK Maxx are... Oh, you can't say that. Can't say that. I mean, there are some people who don't have very much money and so they would go to Primark. I mean, I have to be honest, I've only walked into Primark once in this store and straight out of the other one, mainly because it's not my sort of shop. People would look at me and go, what's he doing in here? I'm, you know, I, I don't have tattoos. I don't have earrings and I don't have, you know, I'm not walking in there, tracksuit bottoms or, or failing that, my underwear. So uh, I'm not a Primark customer, but they've got millions of people who are and seem to love it. Mind you, do, do you remember that girl? The one who lied through her teeth. 
She went shopping in there, she claimed. And then she claimed that a security guard had... Uh, she was breastfeeding, she said, and a security guard had... Um, had told her off or thrown her out of the store or snatched the child away, whatever it was, we went, what? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You're a compulsive liar. Turned out she was a mega liar. She lied about the whole thing. She didn't realise. Here she is. Here she is. She claimed a Primark security guard snatched her baby while she was breastfeeding. Uh, but anyway, after Primark, check the CCTV. They have, they have policy in there. They support free to feed, which is breastfeeding in public. And uh, she was interviewed by the Leicester... I mean, she's the unbelievable thicko of all thickos. She admitted intending to pervert the course of justice at a previous court hearing. She was given an eight-month prison sentence, suspended for two years. I'd have thrown her in prison, actually. She said she lied because an unnamed friend persuaded her to do it to make money. And then you look at the state where you go, you haven't got any friends, darling. You haven't got any friends at all. I mean, as if, seriously, a, a guard is going to come over and snatch your child away. Ridiculous, ridiculous. Uh, Tesco's do nice... Sta oh, I can't, I've done that one for Little Julie, haven't I? I'm not really bothered about salmon. I just buy... They do a couple in in Marks and Spence. They probably do them all over the place. Lock something. And, um, and they're quite nice. Sometimes I put some mushrooms in. But after you've sort of cooked the... Um, it's just steaming. I don't put anything in with it. I don't put butter or water or anything at all. It just steams. And then when you sort of fork it, it just, it, it's lovely, it's delicious. <laughs> Sometimes I have it with mashed potato, which is pushing the boat out a little bit. But it's pleasant. But that's about as far as my, my cooking goes. I'm not supposed to cook. That's why we have, you know, proper people who go out there and do, do cookery. I'm not one of them. And thank God for that. Otherwise, you know. Oh, Nick Ferrari. I keep, I keep, I did this the other day. I keep forgetting about it. Don't, I don't forget about Nick Ferrari because he's with you at seven. And this morning... Oh, the programme. The EU is set to insist later that Brexit's delayed for a year and not until just the end of June, as Theresa May had requested. How should the Prime Minister respond? Nick will also bring you up to date with the elections in Israel as Benjamin Netanyahu seeks a fifth term as their Prime Minister. Plus, that Brexit extension means that we'll almost certainly have to vote for a new set of MEPs at the end of May. Can we really justify spending £100 million on these elections? That's all with Nick Ferrari at breakfast this morning from 7, right here on LBC. It's uh, a busy day. Off to have my varicose veins lasered today, says Grace. I'm very nervous. My mother had them done. <laughs> Obviously not recently when she, when she was alive. And uh, she had them, they call it stripping. They basically make an incision and they sort of, it sounds horrible, I know. It sounds horrible. Perhaps there's a different way that they do it. Kevin the Milkman says, thanks to all this travelling around by plane and Eurostar, Theresa May must have a shed full of duty-free by now and God knows how many air miles. I mean, do you think she do you think she collects air miles? I've got a friend of mine. She loves it. Th things like that. I said, how much that holiday cost? She said, well, I got it where I got all the uh, all the the free air miles and stuff like that. Uh, so they're all making you know fun of poor old Jude Law. I think he looks amazing. I've always liked Jude Law. Very sexy person. I've seen a lot of me in him. There's a lot of me, and I've also, you know, if I walk down a beach in white Y-fronts or whatever he's wearing, you know, people would probably look at me as well, I should imagine. Uh, unknown actress, Emma Corrin. Imagine being called an unknown actress. This is what the papers have said. Unknown Emma's Crown Lady Di role. She's going to be playing a young Diana, Princess of Wales, in The Crown. Netflix bosses said she captured the early 80s look of the uh, then Lady Diana Spencer. So good for unknown actress. Honestly, what a terrible thing to say about somebody. Uh, also, the woman who scooped a million pounds on the lottery, Paula Williamson. She couldn't wait to celebrate with her sons. 
So as one of them was on holiday in Australia, she kept it secret for five weeks and plotted a bash to spring her surprise. But they were delighted. Mum's got a million. <laughs> Debenhams. Not the best news of the day. Set to press ahead with plans to shut 50, which is what I said before, of their 166 stores, putting 4,000 jobs at risk. The expected shake-up will come through a company voluntary arrangement after the firm's lenders yesterday seized control of the chain. The first wave of closures, thought to be 12, won't happen till early next year. So you've got the Christmas market to get through. Landlords of the surviving stores would be asked to cut rents by about 40%. Now, the person who's uh, very upset because it's wiped out existing shareholders, including billionaire Mike Ashley, Sports Direct, they had 30%. Stake once worth 150 million, <coughs> so it's. Uh, I mean, it's not. It's not very good news, is it? But 4,000 jobs sounds a lot better to me than 25,000 jobs. You know, what one worker said, everybody's depressed and looking for other jobs. I bet, I bet. So we we said at the beginning of the program, you um, there's no such thing as a job for life now. There used to be years ago. You went into retail and you had the people like Mrs. Slocum, because. You know, she'd been there and that's what she did for a living. And in fact, when they, they said on one of the episodes, uh, we're actually getting rid of people of a certain age, she went, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? She'd have never done anything else. She only ever knew retail. And there were people who'd been in retail for ages. They had a reunion. I don't know whether it was recently or not, from the people from Airline, from Luton. None of them work for EasyJet in Luton anymore. Uh, Leo, who everybody thought was camp as a Christmas tree, has now got two children. And the girl who'd had the cancer... And she's had it seven times, seven times during the filming of the programme. And uh, they all tried to raise money. She was looking very well, but she said, I live, I live day to day. Really, really amazing. And the other woman who was always seen as being a little bit bombastic, a little bit bombastic. Uh, Andrew Pierce says ministers aren't. Oh, Andrew. Hello, Poppet. Aren't allowed to claim air miles, but I bet they've tried. <laughs> I mean, she must, I was I'm curious. So if, as Theo Usherwood said, Andrew, that uh, she could be gone in six weeks. Who's your money on? Because, you know, Andrew Pierce has got his finger on the pulse of things. I'd love to know who he thinks, um, you know, would be the one who could take over from her. So we'll wait and find out. Theo Usherwood says Janet Inisha is so right about my local MP, Dominic Raab. Does he want some more info? No way is he PM material. I was at the Bruges group meeting he went to as well. So... It's going to be Boris, isn't it? I mean, I've just got this feeling it's going to be Boris. I mean, I might be wrong on that one. You think not? Who do you think it's going to be then? Go on, so the producer's having a bit of an argument now. With, as always, you know, we have to... The moment we start talking politics in the office... Go, oh dear, honestly. Come on, who's your money on? Who's your money on? Jeremy Hunt. There you go. I think it's... There's no good article. Scottish boy he hasn't got the faintest idea. You don't know any of our politicians, do you? Do you know any of them? No. Winston Churchill may, may be not a contender thought I'd give you that one. You think you think Boris? Clement Attlee? Oh, I'd put his name forward. You don't know who Clement Attlee is, do you? You haven't got the faintest idea. He's what? One of the younger contenders. <laughs> Trump. Oh, we love Trump, don't we? We love him. I saw him the other day pushing somebody aside to get through to the front. I can't remember what it was. He was doing something. Just being rude, I suppose. Steve, £100 million for Euro elections. That's chicken feed, as Boris would say, compared to the £39 billion we're gladly handing over. Yeah, Julian Sidcup. She said, when I walk into Primark, it smells of cheap plastic shoes. And I hate it when people say Primarni. That was quite clever, isn't it? But listen, it's so people queue up to get in there. It's cheap. It's cheap. I've looked past their windows. I thought, are they seriously selling it for that price? The answer is yes. Love the show. 
Have you ever had the Charlie Bingham meals from Waitrose? I haven't, no. I have had a look at them, but uh, there's nothing that... Uh, it's just a made... No, it's not a made-up name. We do know there is a person uh, called uh, Charlie, so we're aware of that. I can't join the conversation today, Steve, as your app isn't working. Turn it off, turn it on. OK, and Heather says, oh, I've missed you. It's been like a woman possessed trying to get anything working to hear you. I had to drive in at 20 miles an hour so I could listen in the car. I'm now sitting in the car until 7. So I've got my priorities right. Steve first, then work. Thank you, Heather. Very much indeed. Uh, do your culinary skills, says Michelle, go to proper mashed potato or smash? Smash. <laughs> I'm not going to sit there and boil potatoes. up What's the point? What's the point? It doesn't work for me. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, every eight minutes to seven. Phil Vickery. See, I mean, you can always trust him. Fish fingers and smash with Hellman's. And I tell you what, it's got to be, and I only do it very, very occasionally. I don't use smash. I use another one which I get from Costco. You get a box of it and it's, it's like a powder. So it's, not, it's not quite like smash. but It's the same sort of effect, but it's delicious. I can have it just by itself. You just put some nice hot water on it, mix it up, and then put a big dollop of butter on. And it, it's, it's delicious. But fish fingers and Hellman's. I, I seem to put Hellman's on there. There must be something the matter with me. I don't really like that. I mean, occasionally I'll have a bit of uh, ketchup. But you can't really put that... I mean, can you do ketchup and fish fingers? I suppose you probably... Yeah, yeah. Obviously I'm out outvoted on that one. Uh, Steve, for re our next Prime Minister, please, God, let it not be Boris. And then Mark says, Theo Usherwood's on LBC many times every day and jolly good he is too. Last week he was in London in the morning. <coughs> Sorry, a few hours later he was in Brussels. The next day he was in Paris, then Westminster. I'm becoming increasingly convinced that he's actually sitting alone in a bed sitting, tooting with a phone and he's just pretending to be in several different places. How can we be sure he is where he says he is? Well, I've seen the expenses. I've seen the expenses. And, uh, and he is. I mean, seriously, he, he was in here... And then he sort of, he went to bed last night at 10. I know, because I asked. And then he's back in here this morning. And then he'll be over in Brussels later. I mean, it's, it's the world of the reporter, ladies and gentlemen. You never, you never stand still in this job. Certainly not on LBC. Lisa says you make me laugh. You're so 1990s. Too snobby to go to Primark, but you eat instant mashed potato. What are you saying? Instant mashed potato is common or something. Oh, dear. Mind you are in Northamptonshire, aren't you? She says, try the ready-prepared mash from Waitrose. It's very nice. Pfft, snob. <laughs> Who wants to do that? Dreadful. Uh, Steve, bit of a panic. Had to do a soft reset on my iPhone as the LBC app wasn't working. Drama over. Have you tried Iceland frozen mashed potato? No. I've got powdered stuff. You just put the powder in a bowl, put some hot water on the top, then let that soak through, and then you put the butter on the top. Works perfectly. Works perfectly. It's, uh, it's very good. I have tried frozen mashed potato, but I'm not, not a fan of it, really. Uh, receiving you loud and clear in Florida. Wendy went over there. She says, I did visit Primark at Marble Arch. One of their biggest stores. So the other one's going to be in Birmingham, isn't it? I believe. And uh, But I had a look at all the clothes on the floor and all the people in there. Enough to make me leave the store immediately and get on the ba uh, bus back to my home on the edge where Rodin made a veil. So there you go. Daily Mirror today. The new Diana. This is the unknown actress. Poor soul. MPs make millions selling homes you help pay for. More than 160 have made £42 million profit. The Sun... £161 million lotto winners to get divorce. Uh, a TV car show host has admitted secretly dipping his, what's it, in Boris Johnson's pint for a laugh. I don't even know why that's a front page story, but there you go. Uh, the Times, 
Don't Humiliate May, Tusk warns Macron. Madonna to defy the boycott of the Tel Aviv Eurovision. She's being paid about a million, I think, and uh, she'll sing two songs. The uh, the Debenhams shop set to close with a loss of thousands of jobs. Uh, also, a doctor convicted of manslaughter over the death from sepsis of a six-year-old boy is to be allowed to practice medicine again. <laughs> you couldn't make it up, could you, really? A millionaire Italian footballer is paying for an eight-year-old migrant girl's school lunches for a year after hearing that her parents couldn't afford meal vouchers. Oh dear. Uh, the Daily Telegraph. May's fate sealed with a kiss as EU plots long Brexit delay. Debenham's new owners last night drawing up plans to close more than 50 of their stores. I wonder if Richmond will be one of them. We, have, we haven't got a list as yet, but I'm sure we will have. Uh, a police force has become the first in the country to train firefighters as special constables to help plug shortages in officer numbers in rural areas. But all above. Seven members of the Devon and Somerset Fire and Rescue Service have completed two months of legal and practical training and are ready to start work as officers across the region. So there you go. It's good, isn't it? They'll like that. Uh, the IEU to rebuff PM and insists on long delay. Uh, plus the uh, the first NHS patient at Wales's new proton therapy centre. You'll have to read more of that in the in the eye today. Plus the Guardian schools use fundraising sites to buy vital items and May's hopes dashed as EU targets longer Brexit delay. Horror on the Hudson, New York's billionaire's playground. I love those things. Have you seen those programmes on the on the television where they go? You know these are multi million pound. Properties. Some of them look absolutely lovely, really lovely. But God, it's it's a. Whew. Uh, Dawn Neeson, front headline on the uh, the Daily Star. Racist duck. It's quackers. This is the the ducks that you could buy who've now been renamed. I have to tell you, Corrie's Amanda saved by the nine 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 crew. Save our bacon. Britain's bacon butties are under threat as China snaps up all our pigs. Don't be so ridiculous. Of course they haven't. They can they can have pigs like anybody else. I should imagine. And a lot of the bacon that I buy comes from all over the place. Uh, front page of the Express, royal role, unknown actress to play Diana in The Crown. And will we ever escape EU clutches? Plus, revealed Meghan's bold plan to have a home birth, front of the Daily Mail. And another year in limbo. Here we go. Thanks to the inept MPs, Brussels now insists on long Brexit delay. And that, as they say, is just about it for this morning. Uh, I'm mayonnaise potty, says Albert. You have it on every... It used to be salad cream. I love salad cream as well. And uh, Kevin says, best quick snacks, Steve. White roll with fish fingers, ketchup and mayo. Yum, yum, yum. Uh, Waitrose do ready-made cheddar mash. Yes, they do that in uh, in Marks as well, actually. And uh, Steve, uh, Idaho mash. Not cheap, but excellent. On offer in the co-op. We don't have a co-op, I'm afraid. <laughs> I don't think we have any co-ops around, are we? There must be one somewhere, but I've never, never managed to find it. I'm struggling with Waitrose and uh, with Marks and Spencers. But I did do Tesco the other day to get this uh, this stuff. Sounds lovely. Colin says, uh, Steve, eggs, Hellman's and a sprinkle of cayenne pepper. Now, that sounds quite possible. Before I go, just let you know what's coming up on my free podcast for today. On the little bit extra, I'll tell you about a couple of blobs who've made me feel quite bilious this morning. Yes, the GCNR. You've been asked, to, uh, asked about SEX. Ugh, terrible. You also hear about the former antique so-called expert Lauren Harries and the state of her garden. If you live nearer, you can report her to the council. The state of it. Plus, I'll let you know what Jude Law's been up to and something I once heard about him which made me feel really quite disturbed. I didn't think it was too bad. Well, anyway, a little bit extra available very shortly on the LBC app, Global Player 
or wherever else you get your podcasts. As well as listening live to LBC, you can listen back to this and the other LBC programmes on the LBC app, as well as listening to a range of podcasts. I'll be back with you tomorrow morning at four. Coming up at ten this morning, it's James O'Brien. But right now, with breakfast on LBC, it's Nick Ferrari. If you enjoyed this podcast, listen to Steve Allen live from 4am Monday to Friday and Sunday from 5am.